0: what's going on everyone happy sunday and welcome to the season gaming big cast episode 246 your weekly show covering all the biggest topics in gaming with industry technical and legal insight i'm your host ainsley bowden joined by the full cast of characters this morning which always makes me happy nowadays first in the upper right i guess is mr Dennis mcmanus with the two <laughs> with the two purple cats what are we rocking today
1: no, it's K State, babe. Oh, K
0: State. There you go. Yeah, I couldn't well, see the cocaine little
1: bit Willie and his side piece. I guess I don't know who. They are.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what they call. It. You know,
1: <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what she sold. So, okay, I mean, I, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a version of the cocaine Willie is what they call him.
0: Okay, so, all so right. My you wife
1: is a it. fan, and I got this shirt because we went to a basketball game. And okay, I had all, all right, yeah. Right so.
0: I would have guessed meth, Willie, but, you know, either way, it works. It is Kansas, so uh, I can see where you're going. Uh, Mr. Tie Guy Travis McClunky, sir.
2: McClunky. Cocaine Travis, actually, is what I go by. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: Mm -hmm. heard that's how San Francisco rolls.
2: San Francisco is much more cocaine than meth, I would say. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Scooped Uh,
0: cocaine, I hear. Yeah, scooped cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: um, Gluten-free, for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And last but certainly not least, good to have him right at the start of the show this morning. Mr. Hoaglaw. Good morning, brother. Good morning.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. I have no drugs
2: to affix to my name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> doubt that <laughs> i really doubt that in your current
0: estate come not on. illegal ones maybe
2: painkillers come on there's something i have there. no painkillers opioid hogue. No. Oh, that's opioid. good
0: that's good wow.
2: impressive fantastic I'm surprised. you're you're on no medication really no i'm on blood pressure medication okay there we go blood that pressure med exciting. hogue.
0: there we go, we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Chad. good morning everyone or good afternoon to you um Got a few things to discuss today. We've got Burning Shores for Horizon Forbidden West, which, of course, Dan has probably already completed. <laughs> We've got a couple of showcases this week, including Street Fighter 6, another Diablo 4 showcase, and Nintendo Switch Indie showcase. Um, Travis and I can finally talk about Dead Island 2 in our full reviews, along with stuff coming next week. PlayStation finalized an acquisition, so we'll be covering all of that and more. Before we get into the topics, though, I do want to give a special shout-out to our favorite Squirrel. So Secret McSquirrel, uh, if you're not aware, going through some stuff in uh, in personal life, as uh, we've talked about pretty heavily here, uh, you know, very supportive community. Obviously, um, things happen, right? Uh, we all deal with something at one time or another, and right now uh, Squirrel's dealing with some pretty serious stuff so um if you can help out in any way i have pinned at the top of the season gaming channel chat the just giving link for the crowdfunding for squirrel anything is appreciated Hogue. i actually not a mod on your channel so i can't add it on yours but if anyone on on uh hoag's channel wants to add the link uh you can find it like i said at the top of the sg channel uh and link that up but anything would be appreciated she Absolutely. does an off, awful lot for the community around here um so it would be uh, definitely welcome. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, she's huge, man. I mean, I, I, I didn't know where she came from, you know, to be honest. <laughs> then, and then she started, started showing up. And then I actually DM'd her. And I was like, listen, I said, you have done so much for, you know, SG just, yeah, you know, within the last few months. It was amazing. I mean, just I, you, most of I them, don't, I don't get a lot of interaction with my Twitter, which is by design. But like, <laughs> most of my likes, retweets, and stuff like that are something that I mentioned in from from her. And she's been amazing. I see her do it for everybody, like on the law side, the law tube side of stuff. You know, like yep. Ethan Runkle and everybody and, and, and Hope. So I, I, I really feel for what she's going through right now. So if you can support her, you know, in any little way possible, that'd be awesome.
0: Yep. 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 Fair enough. So, all I'm right. Roll away some money give it to her you just you just had to get that in there didn't you (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so let's go ahead and jump into uh the games that we've been messing around this week Travis we'll save Dead Island 2 for a second because we'll talk uh, there's a question I actually want to pose to you and to Dan and Hoag uh to a lesser degree as well around the review process because something came up last week I forgot to bring it up last week uh, I told you I was going to bring it up, but I want to talk about that this week. So we'll get to that in a minute. But um, w- what's been good for you guys, man? Anything you've been playing this past week? Uh, and Dan, feel free to to educate us on Burning Shores as well.
3: Yeah. Oh yes, I've been playing a surprise game that I was not expecting to enjoy as much as I am, which is Let's the go. Disney Speedstorm game. I, I got to be Dan honest with just... you, I don't
0: even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's it's Disney cart
3: Racer, Donald okay. Duck, Mickey Mouse, Mulan, Sweet. racing around in carts. And it's a Game Loft game. So it's like like um, Dreamlight Valley. It's going to be free to play in the future. So it's all sure. set up to be free to play, but they're charging now for Founders Packs and things. Sure. So I think one of the things I saw in reviews, which is justified, is, yeah, it's a good kart racer. It's smooth. It's got really nice tracks. I really enjoy it. But it's got all the stuff you would expect from kind of the mobile environment of how to earn characters and how to grind out various resources. And some people don't like that. I don't blame them. But I think in terms of playing a game, it gives you a lot of drive to go and do the next thing. So Game Loft has been doing mobile games forever. And so they they know how the Skinner boxes work here. And so it's very enjoyable to say, all right, I'm going to do some multiplayer. I'm going to rank up my Mickey Mouse and then I'm going to get wrenches. that is going to make my Donald Duck better and we're going to (laughs) move from there. And so you have all these various resources and economies and then seasons and and battle passes and everything else that you expect from that kind of environment. And it will be free eventually, so it's kind of built that way. So anybody that looks at it right now and says, well, I don't feel like it's a $40 game or a $60 game or a $70 game, I think there are three packs. I don't blame them, but I've enjoyed the absolute heck out of it. It's just a really strong kart racer.
0: Wow. Uh, How many characters does it have right now? And I would assume they're going to kind of eventually add the whole gamut of you know disney characters
3: i'd have to look because they have like all the economics working but i think it's five at, at the front and then like a couple of rotating people like a league of legends sure. style or any other kind yeah. of thing like that and then another i would guess dozen or so characters that you get from shards and things if you're familiar with like mobile economics yeah you know. yeah so you have to go and earn them that way and you get through the season and you get different treasure chests that give you different shards and then in order to upgrade them to higher levels they have different upgrade resources and you go and hit the button and say where can i get these and they'll tell you you know tier four of season wherever and then you'll go and do that race but um it's a lot of fun as a baseline game the, the tracks are really nice they've really gotten the characters in the in in the game so sully looks like sully from monsters inc and Nice, Mickey, and they're all wearing kind of racer garb. And I think one of the things I really like about that particular look is they've given all of the characters their kind of own sponsorship deals, like you would expect to see on a racing uh, uniform. But they're all like kitschy and slightly related to the the property that the characters represent. Like related
0: to that character, that's cool. That's cool. Is it is it on all platforms?
3: I think it's on all platforms um i'm playing it on the playstation 5
0: okay and does it have it's on pc does it have a a online multiplayer cross play that type of stuff too
3: i believe so and i believe you can even take your account and and use a game loft account and and move your progress across platforms
0: wow this is cool man i really like it. We've been talking for a while. I mean, everyone has, right, about why is there not a larger scale serious Mario Kart competitor? Do you think this could play in that space?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually think it's going to make a fortune eventually, but probably not right now in the pre-actual release time. Technically, this is early access because they're going to go free to play later on. But I think Gameloft now with Dreamlight Valley and the stuff they've done on mobile and this Disney Speedstorm just really have evidence that they understand the IP. And I don't know what's happening to Travis, but I hope he's.
0: Okay. I don't know. He's <laughs> fighting an invasion or something. <laughs> what like happens a when you later? The
2: salute cl- down right into the frame. You could see. No, it. to it us, it like just spider. looked like you were fighting a ghost.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that was
2: crazy. All right. I don't know where it went. I missed it. No, I wanted to vouch for Speedstorm oh,
4: awesome.
3: because it's very flashy, it's very smooth, and the tracks are really unbelievable and
0: yeah.
3: just really, really fun stuff. And they take. They take Disney music songs and things from the movies and Disney World and elsewise, and, they, and make them, I don't know, kind of dubstepy electronica.
0: Okay, that's cool, man. I I I don't know how I missed that, but um, that's definitely interesting. I love kart racers, especially if they support kind of proper online racing. They're just fun, so um, I'll definitely check this out. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, well, it's been it's been really good for my therapy because i've been able to slowly get up to playing it decently and i was i was joking i was i was multiplayer ranked multiplayer yesterday night and i was i was winning a few and i was like nice. ah, you don't even know my hand doesn't even work
0: <laughs> it's playing ranked multiplayer this is what i'm here for hoag i love yep. it i was playing ranked multiplayer, and that's
3: my character because all the characters have levels and things like that and then you can also play what they call regulated multiplayer which strips all of the rpg elements out just lets you race around
0: yeah uh. That's awesome, man. All right. Definitely gonna be downloading that. Cool. Did they do they have a? Uh, sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions because I'm interested. Do they have a firm release date yet for kind of the launch?
3: No, so GameLoft just says we're gonna release it later. That's what okay. they did with Dreamlight Valley and uh-huh. uh this speedstorm. Speedstorm was going to come out last summer and got delayed till now. Um, but it's really excellent. It's very high level racing. Wow, so first and foremost, the actual playing of the game is good.
0: Yeah. Wow, a cart racer and Dreamlight Valley. GameLoft is set to make apparently nine you know, billion dollars.
3: <laughs> I, I no, I think it's really interesting that they're just kind of sitting out there in the wind, like nobody's really talking about them right now. And I look at both those games and say that's going to work.
2: Yeah. Wow. They do. Uh, they do sort of like the revert. Like GameLoft is a very talented studio, and they know what they're doing. Certainly in the. Mobilization space, um, but it's interesting. On console, they kind of do the opposite of what you would expect from consoles. But it's very much the mobile way, which is charge people for it at initially and then make it free later. And usually in consoles, you see the opposite, where you know where it's free initially to get people hooked, or you put it on PS Plus or Game Pass or something, and then eventually people are forced to buy it. Um, and they do the opposite, almost as like uh, the way I think of it, anyway, is like an early access you know, beta or, or game preview sort of thing where you're paying for, uh, getting in early and that gives you the opportunity to kind of get ahead of the game before they aggressively monetize it or at least more aggressively. And you can see that in Disney Dreamlight Valley, which I gave a good review, but you know, also commented on the fact that like, you know, they could turn on a few levers here and really make this like irritating, you know what I mean? Like, like really make you have to pay to recharge your stamina meter and that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I've not put um, any time into this, but from what I've seen of it, I was like, man, Gameloft, they're doing some stuff. They're a very talented studio. And, and, they uh, probably they have any out.
3: psychologists on staff as game developers, but they're really I'm good. Sure. I really like Gameloft.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think they've probably got child psychologists on that staff. <laughs> 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 gotta get, gotta get there's to, uh, get there's that fine line and,
0: with monetization where it's like you have to walk weird. that carefully. And, and, and the scary thing, I think in today's environment, which we talk about, is that it's very easy to get addicted to a game like that where you really enjoy it, you invest into it, and the monetization is agreeable to you personally, and then it can shift, right? And then it's like all this time and money I've put into this, and now you're at a place where I find it egregious, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, looking
2: at you, Sea of Thieves.
0: That,
2: (laughs) That is a very weird game to pick for that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. This thing that's is all it's the stuff that's yeah, it's completely cosmetic. It's... Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I
4: don't
2: know. What? That's what he's talking. I'm just talking. about no, no, putting a lot no. of money into
1: cosmetics. No,
2: no. He's talking like something like Genshin Impact, where your incentive to play. Where your mechanics are actually. Yeah, your incentive effective. to pay is like very high. Like Genshin Impact, if you don't pay for that game, you are a third class citizen. It's like a pay to in that win, world. Man. No. It, it's, it's not necessarily pay to win, but it is pay to have fun basically like you, you you have a way more fun time if you pay for those games so um and that that's definitely true of like game some of GameLoft's mobile games they have now and so i i suspect that when these are fully out it will be like that like when when disney dreamlight valley gets paid you know we might have to re-review it as like a free-to-play player because that's essentially a different game
0: yeah one of the guys that i follow i mean anyone who follows world of tanks basically knows him uh, his name's quickie baby he's one of the biggest tanks creators in the world but he runs two accounts he runs his normal account and he runs a free-to-play account and does content for both to show you the difference of playing world of tanks paid versus free-to-play and yep. it's drastic it is drastic. Oh yeah
2: oh yeah actually yeah. um i i recently wrote an article which i think will be live on monday about the free-to-play version of destiny 2 i in was just day thinking day. about that. Travis. i was like i don't
4: <laughs> think it functions free to play at yeah. all i'll be interested
2: i uh i i recently made a new account for destiny 2 that has owns no content and played it and then i wrote a guide on like here's what's free and here's what's paid and it is a bizarre experience it is a completely different game when you don't play when you don't pay for it so um yeah that that was, a, that was a very interesting experience. A game you know really well, and then you see the other side of it, and you're like, wow, there's people who play the game this way. That's crazy. Garrett
0: <laughs> um, Lucius in the chat says, Game Loft is really good at boiling you alive. <laughs> <Rod>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, There's me. no
3: question that they're using all the economics tricks and all the psychology tricks. Um, but what I like about Gameloft is they, they put in the good game first. So the cart game is good. Dreamlight Valley is good. And then they go and yep. see how much they can extract from your wallet. Yeah,
2: yeah. You at least have to respect the fact that it's still a good game, even mm-hmm. if the model they built around it makes you a little uncomfortable. But uh, I mean, yeah. plenty of games I like do the same thing. Like Destiny's probably got the most toxic payment model out there. I mean, it's not pay to win, but it's still they they hit you like nine different ways. <laughs> they charge you. yeah we, we've we talked
0: about that it is crazy yeah. like paid expansion then then paid past then paid cosmetics and paid. it's transmog and, yeah. yeah um <clears throat> dan talk to us about burning shores you i if i recall in our dms because i've talked to a couple people who have beaten it now and i think yep. this won't surprise anyone that you said you took about twice as long as the other people i know <laughs> to beat it so <laughs> what uh how to go you you did complete it right
1: yeah i'm'm I'm, well, okay. yes i I finished the story, I finished all the side quests I, I mean that's it I guess you know there, yeah, there, for uh, me though like it. It, it's it's more like with with the uh, Forbidden West, I went back and I got all the legendaries. I upgraded every single legendary item between the weapons and the and the armor. That's what took me so long because it's a lot of grinding, but it was it sure. was it, at least enjoyable you know the combat's fun and everything burning shores it's really short and my biggest problem with it is that it's it's end game content like like you have to finish the main story to actually access the new dlc and that sucks and i i don't like when 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 studios do that i'd rather it be like you know the 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 worst thing is, is is when it's like completely something different like far cry does it a lot where it's like Okay, now we're gonna go to do aliens. You know, where we're just gonna use like <laughs> half the map and change some stuff up. I, I hate that kind of DLC. I never, I never buy that stuff. But I, I enjoy DLC more. Like, where, where they add something to it and you can kind of choose to do it at any time? You know, or maybe even like even slightly level locked. You know, it's like okay, you gotta be up to level thirty maybe, and then you can, you know, you can go do this. But but having to beat the main story to go play, basically what amounts to you can probably do it in like four hours if you just power through it on like an easier difficulty uh, you could probably do it in two or three hours the story was great Uh, I know a lot of people talk about the character building with Aloy it's it's good it it just felt rushed because it was such a short experience I feel like there was more there to explore with that character instead Mm. of how they did it I don't care about you know the direction they went necessarily but I think they could have done it a little bit better it just felt really really rushed I hear uh, they're smooching yeah yeah that's apparently the biggest thing that everybody took out of the game I'm just like this is, <laughs> this is crazy you know I don't know why people get so upset about that you know it's 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 stupid it's just stupid. does it have all. dating sim mechanics it, it oh boy it, you okay. know there's there's basically one one choice is that you from Midnight Suns? Suns yeah mm-hmm. no,
0: I'm still yeah that.
2: see Midnight Suns
0: Yep. So, yeah. Midnight Sun's not to change topics on us, but I, I see more and more people coming to appreciate that game. It feels like one of those games that's going to end up quote underselling against expectations, but gonna end up like a cult classic where people continue to rave about it for years to come.
3: That game's yeah. almost impossible to sell. So I hope it doesn't end up under expectations because they should have expected they already not, said that. Not really
0: great. They, they the publisher said it didn't sell to yeah. their expectations. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Of course,
3: it but we didn't. gotta we gotta work on expectations rather than sales. Yes.
2: Yeah. I think yes. that any uh any game that has the Marvel brand attached to it is gonna have sky high expectations. So I think yeah. that was a foregone Sadly. conclusion that it was going to be selling, Yeah. But it's well, cool, atrocious. So they yeah, were here to the down.
3: game. We talked about that last year. Yeah. They didn't know what the hell they had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um should have marketed as a dating <laughs> <Cool. laughs> But on burning shores, I mean, um, worth the twenty dollars to you, Dan?
1: Yeah, for me it was. Uh, I think for most people it will be. Uh it's so I went back and kind of looked and saw why they didn't put it on the PS4. There's it's the clouds. It's not like like the cloud technology, it's clouds. Like they couldn't <laughs> make the clouds work on the PS4. And here's the thing, that, that really only affects I think one mission, like where you're actually flying through a cloud or something. And it, it's not, I'm not sure they couldn't have pulled it off but there's also a lot of battles that have a lot more machine enemies. Uh, so there's a lot more going on uh, that might have pushed the tech limit maybe, I don't know. I bet they
2: added that once they said no to the PS4 platform, which was probably the opposite.
1: Could have opened up their space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was the biggest. That was their their hurdle. Was you know something about the clouds being up there? That's fine. You know, I I wish more people could you know can could experience that because it's kind of an important part of Aloy's story. You know, Um, now we can. I think Rob said something about. Showing the vulnerability of Aloy, the problem I have with that is is that it just felt like it could have, it should have been longer, right? Like, you you start Forbidden West, and then, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm Aloy, I, it's all my responsibility. And then by the end of it, you know, she's kind of like, yeah, all right, maybe I can use some friends, you know, and then, you know, and then <laughs> then you go to this one, where it's just like, all of a sudden, she just lets down all of her guards. And it's it doesn't feel right for me, because I feel like she should still be a little bit more guarded than what they kind of made it out to be. Um, But at the same time, you know, the kissing thing, if if you're really upset about that, just understand that the representation in video games is not a finite amount. It's not like everything has to fit in a box. It's not like if you have, you know, this certain amount of representation here, that's not how it works. That's not how this whole thing works. You don't lose anything because somebody else gains something, right? There's not a, a, a box. Of like, okay, well, you're getting more representation with this community, so I'm going to lose mine. That's not how it works. Am so I missing something it. here?
0: Does no, she it's kiss a, a
1: woman. Yeah, she the woman.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So I mean, that's that's. So of course,
0: thing. there had to be stories this week about Ada. That was all. Yeah. That was the yeah. whole
1: thing. Like you, you could sit here and, yeah. and dissect this DLC for what it is and find way more things that are, you know, not good. <laughs> yeah, like like the grinding for the the brim shine is their, their new their new currency and it's just like gosh you need so much to like get everything all the way leveled up and it's hard to find I mean it's it's yeah. it's and you know it, it's but it's 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 for twenty bucks yes. I would I would pay for it
0: so you Um, feel like um, not to interrupt you Dan but you you feel like uh, because Forbidden West is a big game we've talked about it right you put more hours than anyone alive should put hours into that game but even uh, normal players uh, would put dozens of hours into that game and you're saying that in a five-hour DLC they kind of took a sharp turn that didn't feel natural to the evolution of Aloy. Right, not separate. Separate of the sexual stuff, but you know, uh, just in general.
1: Yeah, for sure, that doesn't matter to me. That's that's yeah, that's it's. I think it was great. I mean, I mean, also, I mean, technically, she's a clone of a, you know, lesbian. So maybe there's something there you can look into. There's a lot of things you can kind of. Well, I mean, it's 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 a it's a you have to find like a special, uh, record of. Uh, Elizabeth Sobek, talking to. That's a, I, yeah, forgot, so I forgot yeah. that
2: she was a clone. Right, a she was yeah. a clone. Right, a so I mean, I mean,
1: what? I mean, who cares anyway? I mean, it doesn't really matter. That's the biggest thing. Like, if you, that's if that if I'm reviewing a game, and you know, it, it's not going to be, you know, that it's just it just frustrates. No, me no, that no one in like this
2: community cares.
1: Nobody cares, right? Well, it, it matters. Well, no, to, the,
2: I think the lesbians probably care.
1: I love lesbians.
2: Positively. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting comment. Everybody knows all these. of them. You love all as lesbians. A, well, yeah. I mean, I
1: think
3: you know, I, as a person that really enjoyed Forbidden West, I, I don't think <laughs> Aloy is a very good character. Period. So, see, that's doing, more of an issue. Doing anyways. anything else, but they in in Burning Shores is like, well, I, you haven't built up Aloy enough to me. Yes,
0: that that, was that's the problem. One, we've talked about that before. She's seen really one note um, in Forbidden West. Even the twenty five or so hours I played.
3: She's almost a Master Chief-esque, like empty vessel. All
0: right, okay. <laughs> no. I, I mean, he is. <laughs> easy,
3: <vehicle>.
0: Sorry. Easy. <laughs> Let's not bring Halo into this. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, I yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. By the way, Kay Asante, good to see you this morning, brother. He said I put 200 hours in. Hey, you're I'm a noob compared to Asante. Dan. You're a noob compared that's, to Dan, that's my friend. Half
1: of what I did, though, that's really good. <laughs> that's. I mean, Dan say, spent 200 hours just playing the little chess game. No, I, that's <laughs> yeah. the. I spent five minutes playing that chess game just to get the. Energy. Wow, that's the worst part of that whole game, and that's hoax's wow. probably favorite part. I'm sure hey, it that's isn't a very, very good machine. Game strike up. is okay. Machine strike. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God, I got to win three matches. This sucks. And so I went <laughs> to like the, I went and bought all the hard like the best strike pieces, and then I went to like the easiest guy. But you know, on the lowest level, I'm like, I'm gonna go <laughs> play this guy with my giant whatever. You grinded. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out great. But yeah, there's, there. I mean, for 20 bucks, totally worth it. You know, go buy it. It's It's got a, a few more machines in it. Uh, short, you know, short story, but a pretty good size map. And, it you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun, I mean, It's Aloy. Okay. It's Horizon. Combat's great. Play it, not I like, ultra hard. I like the
2: optics good. of um, the main character from that franchise, Aloy uh, coming to California and discovering her, her sexuality. Um, <laughs> that's really, that's really on brand. That's really, I'm glad to see we're still, yeah. I guess now we know why it's forbidden.
1: Yeah. The West. That's what it was. Yeah. Those are the burning
3: shores. Yeah. He's already gone through yeah. the Forbidden West. Yeah. That's
2: right. Well, isn't it because it's it's Hollywood, right? Isn't it still the Forbidden West? I mean it's the West, West, but it's not the Forbidden it's West. West. It's like an area. Oh, I see. I <laughs> see the shores are not forbidden. I see. So San Francisco is the forbidden
0: for Let's well, not is it Amazon? I forget the uh we have a horizon TV show coming. Um so yeah, guess, it'll be interesting oh. if they dive into that topic.
2: I did not know that. I did not know we yeah. had a TV show coming. I mean, this strikes I me as a, a terrible movie, IP yeah. to make into a TV show. This strike, yeah. I PlayStation's do, like, going
0: all in on that. They got I mean, Horizon comes, God of they War, are, yeah. God of coming. Got a War. Got a War's coming.
2: Sony Pictures. They have nothing else uh, going
3: for them. So, uh, if <laughs> the only they uh, told decent stories with these things, they could make them into good movies and shows. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: my that's my point. Hogue is like, to me. Her, Horizon Zero Dawn or Her, Horizon series is like the most video game video game ever like it, it's setting is like very clearly made so that you can fight giant mechanical rope you know, dinosaurs and it you know the character is kind of a nothing burger but that's okay because you're just kind of having fun in an open world and everything about it is like this should be a video game and of course they're going to make it into a show and I, I'm like yikes that's my well, I mean I think <laughs> well, we're
3: going people... to reap the world someone... in the <laughs> Mario movie
0: there's so many funny comments right now. Um, Dan, oh, <laughs> Joe yeah. Munger says, Dan is playing games that aren't a Hitman. Incredible. Um, oh, by the way, a uh, Real, like <laughs> Real Radic, thank you for the clarification. So, Horizon is coming. That's on Netflix. God of War is coming. That's on Amazon. Twisted Metal is coming. That's on Peacock. And then, Ghost of Tsushima and Gran Turismo are both movies. Yeah. So, yeah. About Gran Turismo. That, that,
1: that's, the, that's the one.
0: That... Well, g- Grant. Yeah, that that one's weird to me, especially you know the car stuff because there's no characters. You're just what are you just going to make a racing movie and then call it Gran Turismo? I mean, yeah. I guess that's what you're going to do.
3: Hey, I'll vouch for the yeah. Need for Speed movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> that was that was just a movie about cars, and it yeah, had Batman in a radio studio. But that's uh, true. You know.
0: It is better than Fast and Furious, but I mean, still, it's oof, it's rough.
3: Um he's just picking fights, Travis. I
2: don't know what to do. just, you know, I don't I don't even it doesn't bother me. He hasn't seen the movies. That's so you know, it's like it's like well, I've seen 3 of them.
0: I have seen 3 of them. You've seen I've the 3
2: that came out in 2001 or whatever. Yeah, I was like, "That's a long time ago, bro."
0: By the way, this is completely random. My wife was watching Men in Black yesterday, and I was like, "Damn, that movie's got to be like 15, 20 years old now." That movie came out in 1997. Jesus oh, it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. 26 <laughs> years old, man. Holy crap.
2: Man. You can't listen to Ains when it comes to cars. This guy is always blind shifting and not double clutching. Like <laughs> well played, sir. He believes oh, yeah. in Porsche power.
3: Oh, I know about him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, shout out to uh, Brentwood Chic. It's Chic, Travis. Not Chick. Chic. chic. Ryan, Brentwood Chic you. for the... Uh, Gifting the channel memberships on both channels. Always very generous. Thank you very much. I'm in Nigeria with the gifted membership over on SG as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll get to these Super Chats here in a minute. Any other games before we get to uh, main topics, which include Dead Island 2 reviews? Any other games you guys want to call out that you've been playing? Well, I've
3: also been playing Advanced Wars 1 and 2, which I waited for for a year.
0: Yeah. Did it turn out good?
3: Yeah, it's good. I mean it's a very simple type of game it's it's based on a game i used to play on the turbo graphics called military madness which was actually i Ooh, think called and yeah good call out so, so those games are the same type of game but it took a year because nintendo delayed it indefinitely last march i think
0: yes yeah they announced that a long time ago
2: yeah i picked up yeah. that one i i beat a game but i can't remember which one i beat I've I beat some games this week. I'm catching up. I'm I'm actually in between reviews right now. Um, so I've been playing like uh, Resident Evil, uh, you know, remake, and some of the stuff I just didn't have time for other stuff, and uh, also Advance Wars is on my list. But because of my gaming nice. ADHD, I'm sort of just jumping around between games and. Still lots of stuff. My backlog is pretty long. Dude, Cyberpunk is still on my backlog. I still haven't finished <laughs> that game. I feel like I've been playing that game for like a year and a half. Well, I'm also Cyberpunk.
3: playing Dead Island too, but I'm, I was told I'm not allowed to talk about that yet. So Not
0: yet. Cyberpunk is your version of Hoag's um, Xenoblade Chronicles. It's just going to be there forever. I
3: don't the know fairness, about that. I had that. set aside some time to play Xenoblade Chronicles, and it didn't work out for me. <laughs> oh, that was the stroke, wasn't it? Yes, that was that week.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what happened. Season gaming reports: "A No Blade
0: Chronicles" can give you a stroke. Don't play it. (laughs) That'll be the next video. He does. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: I did play a few more matches. uh, I know I mentioned this last week. I did play a few more matches of Battlefield 2042, and I can report that it is actually fun. I'm shocked. Uh, they've done a lot of improvements to that game. It plays really smooth now. Um, And uh, I was having a good time. So I'm actually going to be playing that. it
2: only costs them their reputation.
0: Pretty much. And a year and a half of extra dev and setting up a new studio to fix it. And yeah. Is it a new
2: studio that fixed the game?
0: No, they... To fix the franchise, they set up Marcus Leto, who was one of the Halo originators, is has a new studio in Washington, I believe, that uh, EA has set up to uh, build the future of Battlefield single-player, like Story. And then, remember, they put uh, Vince Zampella now as overseer right. of Battlefield IP. So they're, you know, they're reinvesting to try and reinvent it. It's like you shouldn't have had to reinvent it in the first place. You had an amazing IP that you just crushed yeah mm. anyway uh let's get let's catch up on some super chats uh dan rapid fire at you here google man right out of the gate before the show began as always, always his random comment
1: yeah so i've been playing breachers vr there's an option to mute all voice chat and the range is on the left side of the main menu you're welcome
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love okay uh i don't know what breachers vr is is no da- travis you know what that is
2: I do. I've not played it, but I believe I own it. That's like the story <laughs> of my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Google Man. Always appreciate the support, man. Um, uh, Marianne Williams with two $20 Super Chats. Yeah.
1: First one, good morning. Hope you all are having a great Sunday. Yes. Good so far. Yeah. Yes,
0: always very generous, Marianne. She gives twenty dollars, usually a super sticker. She's switching it up with some actual words this week to both oh. sides of the House, SG and Hoglaw. Super yeah. appreciated. And appreciated. Just wanted to say
1: good morning and pass it on. Open
2: trends. smile mouth. Open mouth <laughs> smile. That <laughs> Open one smile mouth. Uh, a blue, yeah, that's that's right. A blue heart. I think that. That's is a Smurf kind of heart. Name. Smurf okay. heart. <laughs> Wait, does that mean humans are red? Anyway. Um, and then uh, 100 Waves. She waved at us 100 times.
0: Perfect. Love it. Marianne, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, Detective Seeds in the house. a you know,
2: 999 Super
1: Chat just dropping in to say hello. Thank you, Detective Seeds. Hello.
0: Yeah, good morning, brother. He's uh, a super nice guy. Does uh, content reviews and stuff on his channel as well. Check him out if you haven't. Shoosh with the five euros. Yeah. With ever-growing pervasiveness
1: of subscription services, I hope... In the future, Xbox Game Pass will also include an option
2: to finance my mortgage. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not I so would sure not it won't. Be, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be that surprised because have be you seen the? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the benefits page for Game Pass? They got some weird stuff on there. It'd be like, you know. you know, a year off of AAA and stuff like that. And you're <laughs> like, what? The why is this in my subscription? It's, it's uh... very bizarre stuff in there. Wouldn't be that surprised
0: yeah yeah <laughs> shush thank you very much i forget what currency this is someone can remind me because i don't it? know uh
2: those we, are we, um a tornado our, uh shushtras. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: someone, someone in the chat yeah, tell no. us because we don't know we, we we've I've had this before and someone told yeah. us and and i forget yes. so sorry about that but anyway Yes, super glad to,
2: My fake currency name was pretty good, though. I yeah, I thought it was pretty good.
0: Glad
1: to have O back. Hope you are doing well.
0: Thank you, Siddharth. Getting there. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on chat while we go through the rest of these. <clears throat> Giselle.
1: Giselle, oh, $5.00. I just want Dan to say I love <laughs> lesbians again. I do. I have a shirt. Yeah, I got it from uh, <laughs> what? From, yeah, like GMM did it. Like good mythical Morning it says everybody knows I love lesbians. So I got it somewhere. It's never worn. It's right next to his female body inspector shirt. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <It's an> <laughs> uh,
2: I love lesbians is the most, you know, hetero Midwest man thing to say I've ever, you know. It's,
0: okay, leave the Midwest fun. out of it. Yeah, All right. Come on. Come on. It <laughs> you know what it it's these
3: like regional attacks. I don't know what.
0: Yeah.
2: The only thing he's missing when saying that statement is if he was holding like a pair of like bowling shoes in the other hand or something like that. It's that's the We don't know what Dan's the six pack of beer. I Bud right. Light. I don't know.
0: But not Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Not Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. He shoots his Bud Light. I forgot about that. Oh my god. Giselle, thank you. And yeah. shoes back with another five years.
1: Yeah, Danny, like, I don't care about <laughs> Aloy kissing a girl. I've kissed one of
4: the four, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have.
1: That is also a true uh, statement. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah,
4: pretty
0: sure. Uh, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate oh, the man. Super chats. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump over to Dead Island 2, uh, a game that um, – Travis and I both reviewed. Uh, our reviews are out. Up, we landed on very similar um, kind of perspectives by the end of it, and we're oh, wrong frame, sorry. Oh,
2: um, <laughs> back in your frame, get back in the
0: picture. <laughs> so we both landed in the, and you said seven, I said seven and a half, pretty much very similar. Um, we wrote uh, relatively similar things as well. Uh, I think this game. And, Hogue, I know you bought it. Hogue read both of our reviews. I, did, and I read he, both
3: reviews and said, I'm buying this game. Well, he bought because it. there's a certain quality that you both have in your writing of on this game that is like, well, it's kind of great and kind of not, and I always like that kind of review because it's like I need to know myself. So okay. I bought it, and I will say this, and I figure this is probably one of the things you were going to want to talk about, Ains, is that I think yeah. it it shows very strong from the start. So it does. I, I feel very warmly towards Dead Island 2 right now from what I have played, which is a half dozen hours. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it makes does. a great first impression, which I believe was my opening line. Hoague was like, you know, it makes a I great think first impression. Your opening moment. line is about a socialite in Orange County. <laughs> yeah, but making making a good first impression. It's a it's a metaphor, Hoague. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Actually, it's a similar I mean you wrote it, but your metaphor was about it being vapid and empty.
2: Yeah. Despite yeah. its good first impression.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So yeah. It, it does. It starts, by the way, Siddhartha, thank you. He said it is Indian rupees. So let's the no, the tornado it. is an R. That's what we're nice. going to remember for the future. Thank you, Siddharth. Appreciate it. Um, it does make a good first impression. And what a, I'll start with the funniest thing about this game, because we we had our debate about Redfall and 30 FPS and games launching unoptimized or unpolished and everything. And here comes this game that's been in development hell quite literally for several years it's gone through four developers four Mm -hmm. developers since the start of its announcement and it launches across pc and console very well polished it's very pretty it runs very smooth and i had no issues whatsoever i I reviewed it on pc i'm now playing it on xbox and it's it's beautiful it's very well polished it has ui options Feels great yeah super Mm -hmm. smooth and i'm like bravo to that team because as we've seen from even much bigger triple a teams they can't seem to get it right sometimes. So good on them.
3: On well, the unused um, jaws and the things they're doing with like the physics on the on the zombie bodies is like, yeah, if you're going to make a incredible. zombie game, that's probably what you should be doing it's right now.
0: The body system. Incredible. What do they call it? The flesh.
2: Yeah. Flesh. Flesh. Flesh system. Yeah. God, it's, I wish uh, flesh were an acronym. It is. It is. It's like. It is anything. an acronym.
0: I have it in my review. Okay, if you want right. to read the the real review. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that's the thing that players care about is the, the no, under the should. hood flash system you man. Should. Well, I mean what
3: really works for me about that is it gives this kind of Sam Raimi vibe it's a yes. it's that Doctor Strange zombie monster guy and it's all kind of half hilarious while you're fighting these things all the yep. time
0: it is, yeah. So you want to know what it stands for, which is hilarious because obviously they made this uh, up and just to be re- it, yeah. to be yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It stands for fully locational evisceration system for humanoids. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So Game Informer had a um, they had like one of the kind of like IGN first. They had their month access to Dead Island 2 several months ago, and they did a really good video where they spoke with two of the core devs at uh Dambuster about creating the flesh system. And it's really, really interesting to watch. I went back and watched it. It's like 20 minutes long. Um, But basically what they did is they every zombie in the game is layered in terms of layers of flesh. And then it has a structural bone under that. And they can all kind of piece together independently um, and obviously responds to different impacts and weapon types and stuff. And it's, in my opinion, it's the best we've ever seen. Good call out on Sam Raimi uh, around kind of just this goofy zombie-like uh, destruction system. And I yeah. call out my review that it's one of the coolest aspects of the game, and I really do hope that it doesn't get lost in gaming history. I hope that they use that system either in their next game or they share the tech with other developers because it's amazing. It really is.
3: Well, and it works well for zombies because you really are, like, hacking parts of them off, and that it, where you hit is where the flesh comes off, and that's good for, like, rotten bodies i don't know that it would work as well if you considered that to be a live human in these circumstances but i think it could be modified for what you want to do with it and i think we're so used to when we're playing video games kind of having a a metaphorical swing of the bat or whatever it is that you're using and like yes they get hit and and that's that's what you're doing playing the game and then this is oh yeah that's that that whole jaw comes off if you hit it in the right way and things like that and it's it's just a different experience Uh, yeah and You know, Travis has talked up in his article the hilariousness of the the comedy writing. I don't know if I'm there yet, but it is not offensive to me so far. It's not this kind of really stupid, dumb thing that pretends to be humor. Travis and I had not a fight exactly, but a discussion certainly of like high on life, which really doesn't work for me at all that Travis really enjoyed. And I'm having a lot more fun with what I would consider a little bit more. It's not subtlety exactly, but directed satire of things within dead island 2 so far i mean one of the very first things you do is you go through a like a a multi-channel network house of twitch streamers and it's just really well done with environmental storytelling and you return to that house and it's worse than when you left it and all these various things Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that so far in level i guess it's level one
0: yeah that's very early yeah very early yeah um yeah no I'm the same way it's got a it kind of doesn't take itself seriously which it shouldn't right ever since its debut which is fun um and the combat system uh and or the vis- or the flesh system I guess is uh is absolutely incredible and I think that it does a really good job which I know Travis called out well around <clears throat> it does the 10 regions of kind of Los Angeles and like Venice Beach and certain areas and it I think it does a really good job in terms of representation of those areas tongue in cheek right of like the Hollywood, you go to movie studios eventually and, you know, you go through a movie set and uh, Ocean Drive and all these things. And I think it with the way the writing is combined with how they did some of the zombies representing certain areas. Um, I think it's really good tongue in cheek, kind of poking fun at L.A. Um, and that kind of culture. Uh, I think it that's a what really I remember good
3: about it. Dead Island. That's what set it out was like this was not a zombie apocalypse on vacation. Yes. Dead Island, And, and LA Southern California in general has that vibe already. So I think that that's,
2: that's yep. sort of The vacation for vibe of LA. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, for me, yeah, the, the, um, the satire is, is really good because you know, the, the, A, it pokes fun at, at LA and, and even, even people who live in LA would agree with some of the stuff it makes fun of. Oh yeah. About it, which yeah. is, which is great. It's kind of, um, but the, uh, Just the fact that nobody takes the apocalypse seriously, I think is like the defining characteristic of that game. Um, Admittedly, and I wanted to call this out in my review, but couldn't find a natural way to do it. Uh, The name now makes no sense because it's not an island. Well, I
3: was, that's the first thing that bothered me, but with all the earthquakes happening in the first act, I assume they were just going to carve LA off of California.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they just call it LA. They call it
3: LA and it's (laughs) it's an island. It is (laughs) very funny because they put that title card up as you've got like a long shot of walking into LA and that, I'm like, that's not an Island at all.
2: Yeah. It's really not. It's, it's yep. a, it's a metaphorical Island in that it's quarantined, but yeah, the name has lost all meaning uh, in, in terms of it being an Island. But yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, some people are saying, you know, uh, is Travis and dead Island too? I wish I'm in NorCal, my friend. I I'm very much a NorCal person. And if you, you know about <laughs> California's NorCal, SoCal they division. Each other. We don't hate each other, but we definitely have very, very different. My wife is from Los
3: Angeles. I'm going to say they hate each other.
2: Okay, well, uh, I don't hate anybody in SoCal. Well, that's not true. I don't hate most people in SoCal, um, and uh, yeah, we're all Californians. We're on the same team. Um, but, but uh, yeah, the the um, the problem I have with the game, if we can get into why it's not an eight or go ahead well, because I have um, some
0: as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, is um, for me, it's that the the game. Though it, it hits in terms of its performance and uh, its tone, I think is really cool. Obviously the flesh system is funny to, to have there. It doesn't really do much of anything that I haven't seen in like a dozen other zombie games. Uh, and it specifically doesn't really do anything better than some really successful zombie games. Like I saw somebody in the comments saying that they prefer Dead Island 2 to Dying Light 2. Um, that one's hard for me. I would say it performs a lot better than, although it is actually a pretty buggy game, Dead Island 2 is, uh, but it probably performs better than Dying Light 2, which had a lot of bugs at launch. But in terms of like momentum and speed and moving around the world, like that goes to Dying Light. In terms of characters and story, that goes to Dying Light. In terms of RPG systems, the fact that Dying Light 2 is actually open world, uh, that goes to Dying Light 2. So uh, there's not really a whole lot that you could point to about dead Island two that you go, well, that's, you know, super unique and a reason to play this game. Like it's, it's sort of one of those games you could miss and you wouldn't be missing that much. Um, And that's kind of my, that to me, that's their original sin with this game is they just didn't give me any reason to say, you know, dead Island two is a must play or, or to really sink my teeth into, you know, I had fun playing it, but I never, got to any point where I was like well that's new that's, that's interesting in some meaningful way um, and that, that extends far beyond its premise and the fact that it's just another you know open world zombie game um, you know it's RPG system is like pretty light It is pretty, you know, yeah. it's crafting system I feel like I've played this exact game in terms of the crafting system like 50 times and also the weapons that you can craft don't really have a whole lot of character to them you know, they get fairly goofy in terms of like, oh, it's a katana that has like a flamethrower attached to her blowtorch or whatever, and it, it does fire damage. But um, effectively, it's it's just you're swinging a katana that has a status effect. And it doesn't it doesn't get to the levels of goofiness of like a, a Dead Rising game, you know, where you're you're making sure. like crazy. And I feel like it would have been really easy for them to go in that direction because of the tone of the game. It totally matches that sort of thing. It wouldn't be too beyond the pale for Dead Island, but they they seem to be afraid to go in that direction, and they they keep the uh, the weapons you can craft and kind of the the tools of destruction fairly vanilla for the most part, um, which is I I was really surprised by. Um, so yeah, it's just to me, it's it's it does nothing super offensively wrong. It's more about what it's lacking in terms of uh, its uniqueness and, and doing something especially right that that made it kind of just a good but not great game to me, which is why I gave yeah. it up.
0: Yeah, I, I think about that, uh, that when you
3: say the weapons is that I do think that graphically they're represented very well. You you add a blowtorch to a to a golf club, and that yeah. looks different and interesting when you do it as yeah. you hold it in your hands um yeah and yeah i guess it's a little surprising to me that it doesn't advance into really weird stuff which is what i would expect going forward into the game that's what
2: i thought too yeah and i thought oh when i get mods i'm gonna be able to do crazy stuff but it's like no matter how crazy you equip the mods it changes the visual look but it still feels like you're just swinging a regular sword and then it'll yeah it makes sense so that's really it's yeah. the same
0: so you can like as you get the higher level weapons you can add more mods to it but it's really like travis said it's status effect bonuses basically combat bonuses yeah. um yeah i would agree almost wholeheartedly uh as i said with travis it's it's a very fun game to play it's well optimized the flesh system's great uh where i started to get let down um it's there's 10 regions that you go to eventually um and each of them is kind of like its own little hub some the first couple that you go through where you are now Hogue, and i think the next one or two are pretty small they do get bigger later on like when you get to like venice beach um but they never get creative with it uh the the level kind of exploration is extremely limited um there's clear pathing to where you're supposed to go um there's no like you know dying light I've, i told travis in dms as we were reviewing this dying light 2 i have my own problems with like the game just wasn't fun to me it just bored me as i tried to play it despite some of the really cool kind of um as travis noted like the parkour elements the world design those types of things are awesome and what i have said multiple times now is give me dying light or excuse me give me dead island 2 but in dying light 2's world um because the problem with dying jesus with dead island 2 sorry is um it never evolves so you will your quest system you will go and unlock something go through a door plug in something and then fight a horde and you're going to do that through the whole game it never evolves um you know the extent of the secrets you can find is really buying a fuse from a vendor putting a fuse in a door opening it and getting a weapon and that is really the extent of it there's no player what i said i think in my review is there's no true player agency to just go and explore and do anything kind of on your own it's like you're going to be Doing the quests, which are repetitive, and fighting zombies, um, and they do the fighting zombies really well. They do the goofy writing very well, but it just doesn't get, doesn't go anywhere creatively, and that's a shame. And I, I don't know if that is because this is not a big AAA studio, right? So I don't know if they simply didn't have the resources to make a huge world for a player to explore, because that's very labor intensive and and also hardware intensive, right? It's much harder to do. Um, And I don't know if they just, you know, had to narrow scope due to time, what have you. But anyway, uh, that was my biggest complaint with it. Um, But I think as there is something here, because I finished the game on PC, reviewed it. I had the special edition come for Xbox and I'm playing it again. It's just fun to just go through and bash zombies in different ways and use the physics system to get creative with it, which is the most fun part. But if you're expecting the game to to evolve as you get further into it, like with its quests and stuff, you're going to be disappointed.
3: I figured that was what you guys would tell me, which is that strong first impression kind of outstays. It's welcome. Doesn't do much after that would be my guess. Uh, no. But um, I personally like being in the dead Island world more than the, the, uh, I keep wanting to say, dying light. Yeah. Dying light. There we go. You got yeah. all these variations of, of death. It's like dead rising. No, that's not right. Yes. Dying Light. Because <laughs> Dying Light 2 is, you know, in this dying European city for hours and hours and hours. And it's just it's just a darker experience in terms of tone and being there. And that's fine. That's that's an apocalypse. It's a zombie show or a zombie movie. But this one is that kind of goofy zombies on vacation. And I, I, I am enjoying that more just being in there and playing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you there's six protagonists you can pick from and it's the same intro no matter who you pick, but they do have their own mannerisms, their own quips, their own personalities, which is kind of cool. So I think Travis and I both use Jacob kind of primarily. Yeah. Uh, in Jacob, our Jacob, yeah. Uh, There you go. Jacob.
2: Jacob yeah. makes the game like eighty percent more funny if you play. As <laughs> He's pretty I, funny. Yeah. I, I played as all the characters, and like he plays Amy, and she's like a like kind of like an angry ed- edge lordian. Is that a okay? Um, um, and we've been
3: playing uh-huh. Carla and Ryan in my house, and and Carla is latina and what's interesting is that you you have uh various folks that she's trying to use that on in the in the first chapter like she'll speak in spanish and roll all her r's and try to convince them of something and like none of it works right because they the, the plot is the plot but it's it's yeah. an interesting they, aspect they also ignore actor
2: they ignore a lot of the stuff your character says because the dialogue doesn't change from character to character. So you'll say like something pretty unique with one character, and you'll be like, oh, I wonder how they'll respond to that. And they just say the same line regardless. <laughs> it's like, what?
3: Come on. They should have recorded I was I was enjoying the NPCs ball. using they for everybody because they're like, we, you, we have no idea who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, one, it's a miracle that this game is here and it's actually good. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. yes. Um, of all, <laughs> so, so I got to give credit to damn buster. I called that out in my review and just said, you know, it's it's I also appreciate the deep silver as a publisher never gave up on this, um, which if you think from a publisher perspective, you spend several years and three developer changing hands. Eventually, you would just go, OK, this is a waste of our damn time and move on. But they managed to support, fund and produce A fun good game and it seems Like most of the people that are playing it anecdotally Are enjoying it so I think uh, Credit to them and uh, You know I hope that uh, it's a Success for Dan Buster and Deep Silver and I Hope that uh, we see more of it if We get a a theoretical Dead Island 3 which uh, Takes what they've built here Foundationally and expands upon it right in Some key areas we've discussed I think you're going to Have a real real winner really So there (laughs) <laughs> i was waiting for one of you to say something no, but I, I you just to to i've
3: enjoyed my time but i'm earlier <laughs> than any of you so yeah
0: yeah let us know you know next week maybe we'll touch on how you know if you've put more time into it and what you continue to think dan are you uh playing no. plan on playing this at all Absolutely not. i wasn't a
1: fan of the first ones i'm not like if it's not state of decay basically i don't really I try to be clear decay, dan it's really. not scary no, 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 no. I, I don't think it is. I mean, from what I've seen, it's just... It's not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not a huge fan of that series anyway. Um, so it, it just wasn't something that I was like, I have to play this. And then, you okay. know, with, with the DLC coming out for Horizon, and then next week is Star Wars. Star Wars. So that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't need to. <laughs> I mean, maybe when this game goes on sale for 20 bucks, you know, that's where it seems like it's at for me right now. But okay. Maybe
0: maybe um by the way just a quick shout out we are giving away at sga deluxe edition of the game for pc so um it's on our twitter profile super simple to enter we're gonna pick the winner later today so if you want to play dead island you have a pc that can run it uh check out you know season gaming twitter and you can enter and we'll pick that winner later so cool anything else you want to say on dead island too travis you spoke your mind
2: uh yeah, I spoke my mind. I I you can read a whole bunch of words about how I feel about it, but yeah. <laughs> um, I will not be replaying that game. I say th- I, th- I think I had my fill. So Okay. It was a good time though.
0: I am enjoying that uh, you know, cuz obviously I just new PC, so I was running it at uncapped frame rate and, you know, s- top everything on PC. But going to Series X, it's not a drop off. Uh it's super smooth, it's gorgeous. Yeah, really good.
2: You got in your PC? Like, Let's talk. What What do you got? What do you want? I'm
4: uh, not doing that. I'm not doing. I that. got
2: my 4090 <laughs> in uh, a couple days ago, so I'm building a, a new rig right now. So I'm it's getting, good getting all getting all PC'd up once more.
3: Nice. I have a work. Um,
2: laptop. Um, What's that? So What's that, Hoke?
3: I have a work laptop for drafting legal documents. Yeah,
2: you know, you really, yeah. you strike me as a as a console person. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah. Too, I, too, That's okay. The, inter, the internet will know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I do, I do like kidding. playing a game and then just playing it. I do yeah, like no, that. The, no. I will be the first person to be like, anybody who says PC and Race, I'll be like, I got some questions about that statement because my experience <laughs> with be- playing PC games has been anything but master <laughs> feeling. I, f- I feel like a, like a surf when I, when I work on my PC and try to get things to work surf. correctly on it. So
0: yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I wanted to pose this to Travis, um, because I was having a discussion with a few people about Minecraft Legends uh, review. Mm. and what Oh, came yeah, up... that's
2: one of the games I'm playing. I forgot to mention it and currently playing. There you okay.
0: go. There you go. So just on the review process, and, and Ho, Dan, obviously, feel free to chime in here. Um, so <laughs> I was having a discussion because our Minecraft Legends review, our reviewer, Eric Game Positive, who everyone I think follows us knows, um, he played the PvP with uh, Mo Young, Um, And they invited people to do that, right? Because the PVP is a core aspect of Minecraft Legends, right? It has its campaign, but they advertised a bunch of PVP features. So the question I want to pose to you, because I got into this theoretical debate, uh, or I got into this debate with uh, one, yeah, I was going to say this debate uh, (laughs) on Discord, is we notice that, I'm not going to name names, but a few what I would call very large reviewers. Um, both YouTube and sites, not IGN, not you guys, um, wrote their review and basically just skipped over PvP. They, you know, like they didn't really touch on it or even uh, you, could tell, the you could tell that they didn't really engage with the PvP. And our reviewer said, look, I made it a point to spend hours doing this because it's a core feature of the game, and I feel that we should talk about it, right? Like it should be part of the review. So I said, yeah, it's kind of an interesting conversation in a way. I I, I kind of side with Eric in the fact of because they advertise this as a PvP game, and they had a they even had a showcase about the PvP elements of the game. Yes, you should be talking about that in your review. But I'm curious to where you think if it's a core feature aspect of the game, do you feel the responsibility as a as a reviewer to at least engage with it and comment on it?
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe not comment on it. Like one of the things for Dead Island 2 was they really, really wanted me to try their Amazon Alexa integration. Alexa. Yes. And yeah, what, a, I, what a little and I, card I, that comes up. And I'm like, what? Yep. Yeah. And I <laughs> logged into my – they gave me a code for PC and and uh, PlayStation. I logged in on PC, and I gave it the old college try. I was, I was playing it, and then I, I thought to myself, well – I'm definitely not going to talk about that in my review because that was <laughs> completely irrelevant to how I felt about the game. Um, so
0: I, I certainly, but I wouldn't call not... that a core feature of Dead Island Two, right? Like... They
2: would. I mean, they were, <laughs> dude. They they were <laughs> an insistent that I try this feature. <laughs> I mean, they were really wanted me to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would agree with that. But. Uh, Yes, the answer is is you should absolutely play everything that the game offers as much as you possibly can within uh, the time you have. And you should talk about anything that you think people will care about or that factors into the conclusion that you came to. Um, at IGN, we have policies around this. You have to play the campaign to its conclusion, but also if the game features any multiplayer modes, you have to put in at least 15 hours into those. Um, and I would say... You know, any reviewer who is serious about the the job that they're doing um, in writing a review um, would subject themselves to that. Look, if I had to play twenty five hours of Crossfire X, you can play ten or so hours of of Minecraft uh, PvP. That's all I have to say. Um, well, what's funny so. about
3: that is a core feature to me is I've I've turned that app on now a number of times. I didn't even realize it had PvP. So, uh, Minecraft I'm paying attention. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a. It's one of the three boxes I think on the main menu. Ones like market. How quickly I'm just hitting campaign
3: or campaign. Yeah,
2: or <laughs> yeah. That's probably a consumer hoag He knows what he likes. Thing, but if you're a reviewer, I think reviewing requires curiosity of you. That's kind of part of the job, even if it's not your normal thing. So. Um, Yeah, that that, that is very bizarre that they didn't play it. It is sometimes a little tricky with early access. You know, you try to play multiplayer and you don't get any matches because there's no people in the lobbies. Um, But if that were the case, what I would do at IGN, what I would be compelled to do because of the policies we have in place is hold the review until the game comes out, play 15 hours of the multiplayer and then post it. Um, You know, so uh, for what it's worth, that sounds like
3: the right answer to me if it's a major feature of the game i think it needs to be at least checked out
2: yeah Yeah. 100
3: or split into different reviews right i mean i think i think ign did this travis you can tell me if if i'm wrong call of duty had like a campaign review and like a full package review or something like that
2: we've started to do that um more and more especially as some of the multiplayers have split off from the main games like with halo they're they're essentially two separate games they're two separate apps and so uh Actually, they aren't—they aren't separate apps anymore. I'm thinking a crackdown. Uh, they Call of Duty, Halo, Halo Infinite is one app, but it's two. Oh, no, separate it's all games. one. It's all yeah. one. But it is two separate games in effect, and so. Uh, since Anytime, of yeah. Play, but, uh,
0: yeah, because Call Duty is the same way. Because Warzone is free to play, but multiplayer is not. So they're all in the same UI and menu, but. If you're playing Warzone for free, it'll literally say you have to buy Modern Warfare 2 to play it. Same way with Halo. If you want to play the campaign, you have to be Game Pass or buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I just found it interesting because uh, we kind of got a good laugh out of it because, like I said, I'm not naming names, but a very, you know, at least two very popular reviewers, like, clearly didn't try or really play or cover the PvP aspect. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of lacking in my opinion, but... Anyway, did they did um, they
1: point that out
0: when they No, they the they, <laughs> they uh in the one um they spoke about PVP for 45 seconds or so and you could tell they didn't really you know what I mean, you can just mm-hmm. tell from listening to them they didn't really experience it. They just tried to comment on it to make it sound like they did. Um and I think that's even more dis- disingenuous, no. right? Like no. to tra- to Hogue's point it's very possible to just say, here's my Minecraft Legends campaign review and call that out specifically, right? right. Uh, rather than say I'm reviewing the whole package of a game and not playing a big part of it. Um, so, yeah. I would also. Hey, just say, name them. I'm not naming yeah. them. <laughs> I would also <laughs>
2: just say that. Um... Don't be too quick to assume that a reviewer didn't play the thing just based on what you think. I mean, there there's some people who are very open about it and say things like, you know, I played on the easiest difficulty or I didn't complete the campaign and stuff like that. And whenever they do, I just go, well, that's just like you're admitting that you're bad at your job or that you don't, you know, you do it half-assed. That's my response when they do that. But I think some people look at what somebody talked about in a review and assume they draw conclusions that maybe they shouldn't about what that person did or didn't play, and I would That's just say fair. that until until they explicitly offer that up, you can obviously ask them questions about that and say, "Hey, you didn't talk about multiplayer. Why?" But um, you know, sometimes people don't talk about certain things because it didn't really change their opinion, and like the reason I didn't talk about Amazon Alexa integration is because it, d- it didn't matter in IOTA to me, and um, <laughs> I I think that sometimes. When people don't talk about stuff it is not out of ignorance it is a decision that they made in their coverage and that's totally fine
0: fair enough fair enough in fact i was just looking i think i did mention the alexa thing and i said that's available if it's for some reason i think i said <laughs> for some reason
2: <laughs> yeah, i mean it is pretty funny the stuff you can do you can you know you basically use alexa to automate irritating tasks in the game which i thought was cool um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those features that just kind of makes me roll my eyes.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, I don't know what it took development wise to implement that. Right. I don't have a clue, but I look at something like that. I'm like, why would, wouldn't you have spent the time expanding upon one of the core features like the weapon customization or something rather than and integrating alexa it, it was
2: probably developed yeah. by the third studio that worked on dying Light in studio, you <laughs> know, in, in years six through nine or something like that true uh true. so i have no idea where that
0: means, <laughs> but it's it is pretty funny all right uh let's catch up on a couple of super chats dan you're on deck sir
1: yes sir <clears throat> excuse me don liner with the five dollar super chat. hello don hi friends uh not really anything to say today just showing support that's it oh and i guess make bitcast a three-hour podcast since i have the space
0: (laughs) thank you don good to hear from you uh yes we do get comments several uh pretty often with make bitcast a three-hour podcast as a request yes we do um i have responded to a lot of them saying uh that's a struggle (laughs) Uh, that's not where we play but uh i mean hell we tend to go two two and a half hours regularly now anyway. So we're we're most of the way there. Um <clears throat> thank you, Don. Good to hear from you. Uh Shush is going crazy today. Yeah. He just loves me.
1: Not many people know this, but Dan, uh <laughs> T-shirt, uh, I love lesbian shirt. Uh can I uh wait, hold on. Right. can I can also be seen in the Smithsonian Museum right where Bill Cosby's Exhibition used to be. I have n- th- I mean, what in the hell? It's not even my shirt. It's not like I made it up. Like you guys know who Brett and Link are, right? Like I mean, it's YouTube. They have the shirt. I no, I don't
0: know who you're talking about. Get though. out of
1: here. Get out of I here. Don't. You know, good mythical morning. They're like the one of the biggest YouTubers in the, in, in history. I
0: don't. I don't any care YouTubers. about YouTubers, Dan. Yeah. Not
1: anybody? What? Anybody? Literally, Nobody on this channel. <laughs>
2: he says on his YouTube podcast. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> oh, that? yeah, it's so funny. I I make content I would
0: never engage with. Like, I, I, the
2: idea it. of watching a show where people... No, Dan's
0: referring to, to, like, the big YouTubers with millions yeah. of subs and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't like, know yeah. any of them.
2: Literally. I mean, I can, I that's I what I'm saying. Yeah. What is wrong with you guys?
1: <laughs> My God. <I> heard <laughs> them. I've heard of them. <laughs> you know, uh, so,
2: different priorities, yeah. man. You guys know so, Mr. Mr. Beast is? You ever heard of
1: Mr. Beast? I have heard of Mr. Beast, Okay, there you go. Well, at least you guys aren't...
2: Is he the guy who made everyone have eyeballs? Was that the one? Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Have eyeballs. (laughs) Thank you. Bill
2: Cosby
1: really have a Smithsonian exhibition? (laughs) Because that's really like, what do we have? Like a sweatshirt or like a sweater? Like the sweater vest?
2: (laughs) What's going on? He's
0: making the Bill Cosby joke for other reasons, Dan. Not from the Cosby Show. He's making the joke for other reasons.
1: Never ever. Like
0: you know we're moving, on. We're don't moving me on anybody so i mean
1: that's crazy i love lesbians who cares? <laughs> everybody does
0: i mean this is
2: All right we're packing it up boys not going to
1: go put three the hours. put the sho- chat at?
0: Put this shovel down and let me move on okay
1: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm being. What is he
2: doing me. to these lesbians? He <laughs> with
1: how long it took to develop, oh boy with the eleven dollar Canadian. By the way, I'm glad my faith was rewarded with Dead Island Two. It's a lot less intimidating than Dying Light Two, as rewarding true. combat quirky characters and it looks great. Awesome. All true,
0: yeah. All, all true, true. Yep. yeah, yeah. I I was super excited for Dying Light Two. We've joked before, Travis, about there being like a 2019 E3. They went crazy with Dying Light Two. It won all sorts of rewards took two and a half more years to come out is that God the running like- trailer
2: it was the one where oh. uh yeah he's no, running dying light after 2. the van oh, oh dying,
0: dying light
2: 2. Yep. yeah dying light 2 is the one where he's running after the van and it was a demo and it was about how your decision would change the city which is importantly a feature that never made it into the game and it was the main thing that they talked about at e3 multiple e3s in a row um and they gave out statues the main character who yep, by the time the it. game came out the main character was a completely different i mean he was still the same guy but his entire vibe and <laughs> like personhood was completely different and it's very interesting when you get a peek behind the the curtain at game development because you see how much things go wrong or you know change over time and, and that was a really big one i think they showcased that game Three different times at E3, if I'm not mistaken. And every single time, it looked like a completely different game. It
0: was very weird. weird.
2: One One was like, they advertised it. Remember the Saints? I don't know if you saw it this year. I think this was the year before 2019. Um, Whatever year they showed it before that. And it was like a Middle Ages return. Do you remember this? It was like Mm. like post-Dying Light 1, the Middle Ages have returned. Like the Dark Ages, basically, of of humanity has fallen back into the dark ages and then you're going to decide which path they take to coming out of it as a civilization and it was like still oh, intro you... video yeah it's very bizarre it's and then that that is like not in the game at all like any of those decisions where you kind of branch out and the city evolves based on those decisions it's just not in the game um, it's
0: very, Jeez. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. I, I, well best thing I remember about Dying Light 2 was Techland having an open bar at 9 a.m. So, credit to them.
2: I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't the Winter do that too? I don't oh, know if was I was for, invited it was to their Gwent game, their Gwent game. They had like all these people come in and it was basically just like, come drink with us. And they started in the <laughs> morning and they were like, yeah, we got a card game. Don't worry about it. Just drink. And it was it was very. Oh. Weird. I feel like the demo they did for like,
0: cyberpunk mm-hmm. as well. They had a whole bar yeah. set up and everything. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> Vault Boy, good to see you, man. Thank you very much. Uh, and then, Travis, you are on deck, sir. We got Stacy in the house coming yeah. at you.
2: Okay, so I learned from last week that Stacy actually does craft stories for me, and she tries to get me to figure them out, which I failed miserably at last week. Um, the story last week was supposed to be about New Orleans. Um, she was giving me pretty heavy clues about that with her trumpets and all the different foods, <laughs> and I just completely, it went over my head. So now that I trust Stacy as a storyteller, she's earned my, my faith. I'm going to really try to decipher this and I'm going to look into it and I'm going to theory craft. I'm going to start a YouTube series about, (laughs) you know, (laughs) unraveling (laughs) the mysteries behind these string of emojis. Um, Okay. So, (laughs) okay. Fried foods. So there's French fries and um, a fried egg. So that's fried foods in the Milky way galaxy. And then there's a pie, which is baked. Okay. Is there any correlation there? Fried foods in the Milky Way galaxy with a pie.
0: Well, uh, the funny thing is eye. on YouTube, it shows a slice of pumpkin pie. W- Whereas on StreamYard, it shows a whole pie. So just uh, interesting.
2: it. Okay. Okay. So, um, and then there's an eye. So there's, this is really deep. I can tell she's, she's trying what do you to, you to say me? that's the Milky Way galaxy. That looks like the Milky Way galaxy to me. I mean, it's a spiral galaxy. It's a spiral galaxy, but I'm going to say that because emojis are made by humans and humans are self-centered creatures that believe they're the center of the universe, that we designed it to reflect our own galaxy. So I'm going to say Milky Way galaxy, um, a pie, your eyes on the pies. Yes, yes. He's on the
4: by a
2: <laughs> uh, businessman hitting goals bullseye magnifying glass information and then what is that last one is that a it's a it's a drink, cocktail a, trop- a yeah. tropical drink
0: of some yeah, you kind you got to celebrate gonna with a cocktail yeah.
2: i'm going to say a tropical drink because it has a small umbrella in it okay fair yeah um fair. okay so uh, give me about four and a half weeks to come up with a better. yet because
0: she did two. She did two. Oh, so no. that was your first story. Oh right, here's no, Stacy!
2: Oh boy. Okay. Um, is this on the same channel? I'm trying to find it. So uh, she can... did one on each channel. So of course she did, Stacy. You, you bastard. You, you genius. <laughs> um, story time. All right. Um, there was a a leopard. Hunting down a chicken, a teacup without a handle—that's a—that's ramen. I'm gonna go I with don't ramen. Think that's ramen. I think sure. that's a teacup, like
0: like green tea, mm-hmm. like you green hold the cup.
2: Yeah, maybe the leopard um, made
0: the chicken into ramen.
2: Okay, chicken, yeah, ramen. So, all right, I'm gonna go with that then. Uh, if you insist, uh, uh, yeah. Dan, a, a cheetah caught a chicken, made it into chicken soup, uh, which there it drank you know. out of a cup because it's a classy leopard. Um, and then it relaxed on the beach under an umbrella. Uh, and then it got into a canoe, sailed to a national park through some waves, cracked open a coconut and found a genie inside. And it wished for a home. It wished for a home. Its first wish was a nice Not little good. hut to live in. Yeah. There you wow. go. A I'm a pretty sure that that's crazy. Moana. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. It is the story of Moana. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, Hogue. All right, that's pretty crazy.
0: Okay. Wait, well, you're not you're not done yet.
2: I thought I've seen that. I've seen that movie. There's no genie. Oh, the bad guy at the end is kind of a magical. I mean there's there's demigods all around Moana. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. That was very good, Hogue. I I would not have my brain would not have gone to Moana. But you're right. There's a chicken in that in that movie. I've seen that one. There's a
0: chicken in that movie. Stacy, thank you very much. Rob's putting you on the spot now. Oh boy. I will grade your story,
2: yeah. tra- story translation, Travis. Um, okay. Is this on your channel or?
0: Oh. This is on a uh, SG channel. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. Cause it's a black heart on yours, which is going to change the story, but it looks like on YouTube, it's a red heart. So I'm going to go with red heart. Um, <laughs> uh, Oh, interesting. Um, Hmm. I mean, the okay. answer is in the chat,
1: Travis. <laughs> yeah, don't look.
2: <laughs> Trying to help you out there, buddy. Okay. Um, oh, is this a Hoag? Okay, so it's got the scales, which people ascribe to Hogue. It's got a TV, so I'm going to say uh, he's watching Hoag's show and a brain. Hogue has a bad brain. His brain's broken. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he... He he um, watches Hogue show about oh oh you did an episode about your stroke,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so he's watching your stroke series and he loves it. Or didn't he's referencing. Travis didn't look at the answer. Uh, I don't
0: him. He definitely looked. He definitely yeah. looked for sure.
2: No guys, I have integrity. Also, I can't <laughs> scroll that far down because I'm on a there tiny laptop. Okay, uh, I assume Literally. Travis failed. It wouldn't be surprising. The story was love your stroke <laughs> series. Hogue Travis score F. Uh, Hey, hey! hey, I just I unraveled it. It just took some time. All right. Uh, um, Yeah. Okay. That's good. I was gonna say. Okay. So he loved your stroke series. Got it. All right.
0: There you go. All right. Got it. Rob with the five sixty seven.
3: What's that? (laughs) To be clear, that's the series of videos and not the stroke itself.
0: Yeah. Not (laughs) the stroke series.
2: he, He loved the series of strokes you've had
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't yeah. think that's either uh and he just keeps going so there you go okay
2: so you- a congratulations a plus
0: thank you,
1: thank what's, you. The, what's the 567 Robert?
0: i have no idea that's but weird. you went from an f to a plus in in a span of like two minutes so bravo sir oh
2: bravo. my god nice very much travis's educational history yeah (laughs) guys (laughs) stacy revealed the secret behind the first story can we get the first Uh, story back up and
0: the first story back up oh boy
2: yeah the one with the milky way hold (laughs) sorry audio listeners right there just popped up on the screen it was all things that rhymed with thai guy french fry pan fry (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, s- gal, galaxy, pu- <laughs> baked pumpkin eye, pie, tie guy, bull's <laughs> eye, magnify, <laughs> lowercase i, yeah. uh, to my tie, uh, or... my tie, oh, <laughs> good, damn. good job. <laughs> All right, Ryan, that's so good. I'm out. Wow. She's she truly has. The eye for emoji stories. This is very she's an she artist. She has
0: the eye, huh? Is this is this art? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is art. Hey, we say technical, legal, industry insight. We're now adding art to it. You know, we do it all here, man. We do it all.
2: Night sky. Oh, Thank the you. night sky. Thank wow. you, Leafy. Good wow. call. We were both wrong.
0: We were both wrong. <laughs> all right. Um I guess we should get back to gaming at some point. Um Sure. I mean, why not? Sure. <laughs> so we had a weird segue here. We had a Street Fighter 6 showcase this week. I um I am a big uh Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I don't really do fighting games too much anymore except for Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat cuz I just grew up with those and uh was really interested to see what Capcom was going to put forth here. And um I was very surprised at the depth of Street Fighter VI and what they're doing with that game because not only do they have the 18 fighters at launch and the, the ranked mode and all this other stuff from a fighting perspective, but they have this world tour mode, which is essentially like you create your own avatar. And I swear when you go into the world, because I played the demo uh, yesterday, it feels like you're in a Yakuza game. Uh, It's very crazy in the sense of like you're running around this open world with conversations to be had and uh, tying into the whole fighting, street fighting theme of it. Um, Very interesting. Did any of you, I don't know off the top of my head on this panel if anyone else is really interested in Street Fighter 6 like I am.
3: Yeah. I didn't see this. I didn't even
2: know what happened. I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, I previewed it. I played Street Fighter 6. It's cool.
0: And Dan just takes off. Um, so, yeah, I played a few matches of it. It is extremely beautiful, uh, extremely smooth to play. And I think that, uh, you know, Street Fighter is one of those legendary IPs that has a very hardcore community behind it. And, uh, you know, it'll show up at Evo. It'll show up at the big fighting game competitions. And from what I've played, not that I've gone super deep into it, but I they definitely have a big winner on their hands here um so it's going to be uh you know it launches basically the same week as diablo 4 which we're going to talk about too in a second but i think uh yeah beginning of june is nuts and i think that um you know this is going to be another monster hit for capcom capcom who just seems to be putting out hit after hit um i don't know if they can do any wrong lately uh they monster hunter is through the roof despite my you know, opposition well, to it as a franchise. Um opposition?
2: <laughs> I don't know if you describe it that way. Opposition. No.
0: A running joke between me and uh, Elo or SG, but um obviously Resident Evil absolutely crushing it, Resident Evil 4 remake and two remake and everything that's gone on with the Resident Evil, despite Hogue's opposition to Village as it being a game. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know they had Exo Primal, which is one of the most bizarre concepts we've seen come along, but people love the hell out of that. And the beta they played, and now Street Fighter VI is getting ready to launch and looks huge. So, where the Capcom Renaissance is here, and I'm I'm here for it.
3: More Mega Man, Capcom Renaissance,
0: Capcom Renaissance, and more Mega Man. Both good, both good. So, okay, we'll move on from Street Fighter VI. Anyone in the comments or leave us a comment. I'm happy to talk a little more about it, but uh, it's uh, it's I'll impressive. Say
2: it. I played that game like six months ago and back then it felt like a finished game and so the fact that it's not coming out till june i mean that game is gonna crush it it's gonna yes. be a, a really good game i i could already tell so um yeah i'm very excited to play more of it
0: yeah um you know with street fighter 5 right they made the mistake of in many people's opinion, making that exclusive right where they've moved away from Street Fighter Six is all platforms, as you said, extremely well polished from what I've seen, and people have reported because there were sites like IGN that did previews of it. Um, it just looks like it's going to be an absolute banger.
2: Yeah, um, I wish I were better at that game. <sighs>
0: <laughs> That's my is problem: smart. is to be good at it, you got to put in time, right? you, you have to put in games.
2: serious time on that game. Yeah, though. like that one is like. You know, that's, that's that's the funny thing is when people comment on like, oh, IGN sucked at this game and their preview or whatever. It's like a lot of times you sit down, it's your first time playing the game. You only have 12 minutes with it. And then, <laughs> you know, you have to record that footage and use it in, you know, the video that you create. And so uh, it, it's tough, man. Sometimes... Uh, you know, your first impression of a game and it'd be like you watching somebody figure out a game through the tutorial or or even worse than that. They throw them into the fourth level and you don't get to play the tutorial and then putting that on, <laughs> on the Internet. Um, and uh, yeah, it's um, that's definitely how I felt with Street Fighter six. I sat down and I think the person I was fighting against was a like professional that they invited to come play against me. And he was, like, teaching me how to do stuff. And so a lot of the footage I ended up capturing was, like, very clearly, like, me and him talking while, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, you do this thing. And he was doing some fancy <laughs> move. And then I was like, okay, let me do that. And then people watching it are like, why, why are they not fighting each other? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't get it. Yeah. You're no.
3: supposed to hit each other, Travis.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to hit each other. I know that, okay? I, was, I had 12 minutes with this game, and I had to unveil a new character and all this other stuff. But, yeah, that um i love fighting games it's just one of those things where like i don't have enough time for any of the fighting games yeah. i want to be really good at the only one i've really put time into actually it's not true i was gonna say mortal Kombat, but I, I also got into soul Calibur for a long time so i love fighting games but they they require you to play hundreds of hours and ain't nobody got time for that
0: That's my problem. Is I'm really hyped for this game, and I'll be getting it at launch. But it launches right alongside Diablo Four, which is easily, as we've talked many times about, my most anticipated game that I'm going to lose my life to. So I just I don't think I'm going to be any good at Street Fighter. Mm. Um, But that's the cool thing for fighting game fans. Yeah. yeah that too yeah so the cool thing about uh street fighter though is uh you know we talked before about kind of the horror game renaissance we're experiencing right now with all the, the big horror games coming back and doing really well fighting's the same thing there's so many good fighting games and we're getting street fighter 6 mortal Kombat 12 and Tekken 8 in a year all the is, and, there, and there's another
2: nuts. one right there's that anime fighting game as well um i can't remember the name of it but the, yeah there's, there's like a, there's ev- a few but it's like every yeah. every major fighting game is getting a game this year which yeah. is
0: crazy. Every major, very cool, very cool. Um, <clears throat> we also got a Diablo Four showcase. Um, so they talked uh, ninety minutes—a pretty deep dive into late game, end game, uh, skill building, the Paragon system, late game loot. Uh, obviously, as a diehard Diablo guy and nerd, when it comes to that stuff, I loved it. Um, but the big announcement, of course, is we are getting another beta weekend. Wink, wink. Uh, coming may 12th to may 14th they're calling it the server slam um, because they really want to obviously grind on the servers and make sure they're prepared for launch which i think is a good idea um because if you saw their open beta statistics they said 61 million hours played in uh, a weekend for that open one million
2: of weekend. those by me
0: <laughs> if you just do the simple math on that that's a lot of players no matter you know how much you chalk that up um so uh and we know they had queue times and things with the open and closed betas right so i think they're trying to do their best to avoid that situation at launch which i applaud them for i think i talked with a a group last night on ptk show shout out to the shop podcast by the way um where blizzard is kind of putting on a clinic of how to speak to your hardcore audience um, they have done so well with Diablo Four, not only in terms of kind of your your uh, high end marketing, right, to your your larger audience, but in terms of the stuff like people like me want to see, with the details on the core things, the end game, the loot, the build character building, and bringing on the right people and the right conversations to do that and really deep dive into it. And I think they've just done a bang up job of preparing for people for this game. And I think Diablo 4 from a sales perspective, an engagement perspective, is gonna blow the blow the roof off. I think it's gonna be easily, easily one of the biggest games this year.
2: So I have some interest an interesting perspective on this, which is that um, I knew about this announcement in the server slam before it happened, and I even had a chance to interview the um, designer lead at Diablo for this uh, announcement. I saw that Um, video. Yeah, yeah, so you can see that on IGN.com and on YouTube. Um, But I got to interview them and talk to them about their beta learnings and talk to them about their live service model, which as you guys know, I know a lot about and had a lot of questions for them about. Um, Not all of that made it into the final version of the video, but, uh, and then I also got to ask them about the server slam and what's going on with it. So this was pretty cool to, to just be able to talk to them directly and uh, ask them questions about this. But I would say the thing that has impressed me most about all of this, obviously everything they're doing with launch so far has been spectacular. Like they're doing all the right moves that you'd want to do to have a successful launch, uh, including the server slam. And just, it's been nothing but good news for Diablo 4. I think they've had a really good news cycle leading up to Diablo 4. Um, But the thing that surprises me the most is how quickly... They have been able to respond to feedback Um, pretty big changes to the dungeons, Uh, pretty big changes to, and it's, it goes beyond just like, you know, nerfing the necromancer, which we all knew was going to happen. And I, I personally think they, Oh, I think they they made it OP on purpose to kind of make a little bit of hype around uh, the second weekend. Um, But you know, that the uh, end game stuff, the, the, the dungeons that they changed, uh, made made huge changes to the way some of that stuff works um and there was at least one other thing that they changed that surprised the heck out of me um but anyway um
3: they said they were changing the procedural stuff to avoid backtracking right i mean like yeah yeah
2: the the backtracking making uh enemies come after you uh when you're in the open world or when you're in a dungeon so that you uh you don't have to do they also and this isn't positive necessarily but they removed a feature from the game uh, in response to people exploiting it, which is the ability to reset dungeons. Uh, They removed the reset dungeon button, and that will be... And then the fact that all of that is going to be available in the server slam, meaning that it's already uh, changed in the game, and my discussions with them is that it's already implemented. Like, their version that went gold, (laughs) the version that went gold this past week, uh, already had the stuff in it kind of uh changed and so um i asked them about their live service model and the answer wasn't perfect the answer wasn't oh yeah we have a separate team working on season passes and a separate team working on the long term kind of life of the game and some of the stuff you would hope to hear from a live service model it was basically that nobody's really working on diablo 4 anymore everybody has moved over to the live service team and is working on that and so that that's great to see because it means that we already have people working on it but it's not what you the ideal answer you get when you ask that is, oh yeah, we have a separate team that's been working on that for you know a year plus because you want there to be content coming out at a regular clip right from you don't want to have that year-long gap that every live service game has where there's really nothing new except for you know small seasons and kind of piecemeal content uh, for the first year until you get something major. Um, but it but it was uh, it's super comforting to see that they understand the urgency around making changes and that they their engine allows them to make massive uh, adjustments in a short span of time um, and that they understand that that's part of the model to be successful so i'm incredibly hopeful about this game and obviously we'll be taking part in the server slam gotta kill a shava and get my mount trophy um, mm-hmm. from that and uh, yeah it's a uh, this is looking like it's going to be a contender for game of the year if they if they uh hit all the the uh, points that they seem to be hitting um and and I'm very excited for it as somebody who loves Diablo but kind of wasn't in love with Diablo 3 as you guys know I that game made me fall asleep quite often um in a way that Diablo 1 and 2 didn't cuz those games were you know catnip for me when I was younger It's hard
3: to go back to 3 is going to be like It is the, yeah. the, the second cousin from the series based on one, two and four and how they look and approach yeah. the same kind of concepts.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It, 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 it feels like a, like a non mainline game in some ways. Like it's kind of an offshoot or an experiment, but I'm glad they learned that lesson. But, uh, <laughs> man, Diablo four is so far, everything that I, I wanted it to be. Um, and I, I'm going to have to play the heck out of it. I don't know if you guys know what it means to review a live service game at IGN, but it basically means that you're on the hook. Like the last live service game I reviewed, I agreed to review was D- was destiny. And now I've been playing it for nine years and doing nine <laughs> years worth of reviews. So uh, if, you know, by me accepting Diablo four, I think I'm pretty much on the hook to like, keep up with this game forever. forever.
3: You're going to be reviewing the season of the mongoose and three. Yeah. Years. Exactly. I'm
2: going to be <laughs> the, 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 cra- the crazy uh, expansion that comes out nine years from now is is going to be me if they're still if they're still working on this game. So um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It you know, feels
0: but, like they're um. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead.
2: Oh, going to say, the best
1: part of that interview was the, uh, the bone spear questions and the the necro. You know, so yeah, you guys nerfed the bone spear. I think is what you asked them, and I don't I think did. they did
2: they did not nerf the bone spear they nerfed corpse explosion which no duh they that's totally fair they probably should have uh and they nerfed um your uh your necro pets they made your 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 skeletons more squishy which also fair like the two things they nerfed were fair and then i asked them specifically about bone spear because that's how i kind of just (laughs) ran through that entire playthrough hard-hitting question (laughs) <laughs> I mean I asked the usually in an interview best policy at least for me is ask the questions I would want to know the answer to and so I was just yeah. like you know I'm going to ask all the questions I care about like you know what, what specifically did you touch on the Necromancer but they did not touch Bone Spear and it sounds like they made um, Druid and Barbarian better like Barbarian gets a 10% yeah. damage reduction across the like board passive very, yeah passive really
0: damage needed, reduction yeah it's awesome that.
3: now um, one thing I'm confused about Travis is that they're calling it a server slam. It's in the middle of May. Is it mm-hmm. asking for different data? Is there something that they're trying to do on their server side there? Or is it just that yeah. there's only the one window?
2: So yeah, they so expect I, everybody to pop in. I asked about that as well. Cause I, my question was, didn't we already do that? Didn't I yeah. slam your servers? Like I destroyed your servers. For, when it said 43 sure. minute
1: queue, wasn't that a server slam?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the question I asked Yeah, but them.
1: then, then they, they almost said, uh, well, you don't want another server slam, all right? That's cool. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what they said to me. <laughs> like, um, no, but
2: the, the, the actual answer they gave, they, they did make that joke, uh, Dan, and it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. They are like, wow, it sounds like IGN doesn't want us to do this. Uh, awesome. No weekend. We're canceling yep. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, they, uh, their answer was basically that um, this, where the, whereas the other betas were to do the stuff that they got as answers, right? They got answers from that, and they've already made changes uh, to the game. Uh, based on the the answers that they got from the beta. Um, This is explicitly about just putting their servers through the paces and they're basically doing it so that, and they're doing it on live services or on live servers with the gold version of the game that we will be playing on day one. So it's not a temporary, only act one is baked into the game, all that stuff. It's the full version of the game with a blocker around the parts you can access um, going live, and so it's basically to, going to replicate exactly what will happen on day one, and they're doing it in advance to avoid having issues on day one. Because you yeah. know how when you release a game, you uh, you break it for the first forty eight hours. Blizzard well, surely monsters.
3: does, right? I mean, they were they were error
2: thirty seven
3: for Diablo three for like a week. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, and yes. Okay. So. Oh so they're
2: they're hoping to break the game. 48 hours early and then turn the servers back on after those problems have been fixed for actual day one and then not have to deal with it on day one. And so it's explicitly to basically work out the kinks with the final version of the game that's going to be there. Yeah, and
0: they they said during their... 90-minute show this week that uh, they already have a lot of learnings from the first two betas, close and open, like technical networking things that they've already made changes on, and they want to test those changes as well. So this is helping in that regard. Yeah. Make sure they're yep, hope, working properly. Hoping
2: to, hoping to avoid all the all the issues that we know are probably gonna be there. And so my guess will be the server slam will be a wholly unpleasant experience in the same way that uh the first two weekends were in terms of queue times and disconnects and stuff. But hopefully this is the last the last check they need to see if the changes they made from the first two betas work. Um and then and then hopefully uh since it's the, their version of the game that's going to be there on day one has been finalized. Hopefully it uh, goes off with that hitch. We'll see, though.
0: Yeah. This stuff is difficult, yeah. clearly. The funny thing is the the login issue was one thing, but the other thing that uh, annoyed me at times in the open beta with a, uh, an always-connected game is when you're fighting something and there's um, there's latency, right? right. So, like, yeah. you're swinging and it's not making contact with an enemy. That, that'll that drive me nuts, you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, I hope that, obviously, they've made improvements in that area. They spoke like they have, and I'm sure they'll continue to work on it, but we'll see. Um, From a live service perspective, Travis, I've gotten the feeling, so Diablo's kind of history, if you're not aware, right, is they release their core game and they tune it up and they make changes like they've hit buffs, nerfs, et cetera, to certain things and change loot and stuff. But really what they typically do is then like a year, 18 months, two years later, they release an expansion which features additional story content, but also additional class usually. So what I was kind of understanding from the, uh, I'm just guessing from the way they've talked about things so far is that their battle pass live service model is really just for the people like in Path of Exile who buy a lot of cosmetics, right? If you really want all the cosmetics, you're gonna buy the battle pass and wanna do that because there's gonna be cool cosmetics for the classes and that and the weaponry and stuff. But do we feel like the actual c- core content, including region editions, story editions, class editions are going to be driven more like a live service model this time
2: yes and they've said as much uh, okay so basically what they said is the reason they're going with the live service game is because they want seasonal content to be more than just a you know replay the same campaign and unlock some cosmetic yes. things they, they they still have the season pass and they're going to have a, a store to buy cosmetics for people who care about it but the idea is that they want seasonal content to have uh, more meaningful content, including new story stuff, um, and I, they—I don't think they mentioned new regions specifically, but they definitely said like new stories within seasons, and they want them to be more than. Uh, just kind of the end game grind Um, although they are still talking about that and I assume that that's going to be a big part of it Um, but yeah the this is a complete change for them they describe their game as a live service game it's not just always online for the sake of being always online and selling you microtransactions. it's a strategy and they are it seems like shifting the way their team works Um, I wish they were shifting it more I wish they were hiring a separate team to do this. I wish that they would take some of the learnings that uh, Bungie's team has done and and, uh, Fortnite uh, Epic Games team has done um, to to do more kind of the road mapping. Because my biggest concern right now is that there's going to be a gap and that they're going to be too busy patching the game and making adjustments to focus on the roadmap and long-term development. Um, yeah. And usually usually you want separate teams for that. And they basically confirmed in the interview I did with them that they don't have that. That they have um, kind of the core team and now they're moving the people on that team over to live service. And that most of the team is already working on it. But that... that Roadmap is going to get interrupted hardcore when the game's out in the wild and then they realize there's all these things they have to fix and adjust and you get off track really quickly and that delays content and I, and that's bad which is why you want separate teams for it um, and I don't I didn't get the impression that they've done the hiring to do that but the good news is they at least have the, the right attitude and strategy in mind which is that they're not thinking of this as oh it's just another Diablo game and we're going to have an expansion in a year or two years no they're like we understand you need content almost immediately to come out and that we're already working on that and i think that's huge if done correctly could be amazing because that's always been the biggest problem with diablo yes. is just it's just it's too little too late when it comes to that content and that's fine when you're when that's what you're selling right and that's the expectation from players has always been it's a standalone game but they're going a different route this time and i think it has the potential to be really, really cool. I'm just worried as always, Life services are hard.
0: We've, we've talked about it many times. He yeah.
2: has never done this before, and um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I hope that, I'm, I'm almost certain that Diablo, for at this point, I've almost seen enough of the game to start to form an opinion and have confidence that it's going to be a good game, but whether it will be good in the long run remains to be seen, and I don't think I have any idea about the answer to that. I have clues from talking to their team and looking at the stuff that they've said in the past but i don't really i don't know if it's going to be a slam dunk as a live service game that that remains an open question
3: yeah i don't know if it'll be a live service success but i do think the base game jumps off the page really as a game of the year type game
2: yep i, no I would agree with that yeah. assessment 100%, yeah um uh what
0: was i going to say um Oh damn it! I lost my train of thought. Well, uh, while well, I remember what I was going to say, I'll, I'll pose Rob's comment. He said, uh, "Isn't both Blizzard Team Three and Blizzard Albany working on D four? I had assumed one was focused on live service while the other was focused on core gameplay."
2: Uh, I thought that as well, and they basically confirmed in an interview that that is not <laughs> the case. They basically said that they all of their people, all the people working on D four, were one hundred percent focused on completing the game. They had to pull that- them over. And then as soon as that happened, um, they started transitioning people over to live service. And it sounds like that transition started happening a while ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened like middle of last year or something like that. But it's not the same. It's not what you're suggesting, which is like they already had in mind a standing team for live service development. It sounds like that happened later in uh, the game's development. And I don't want to say it's an afterthought, because i i think that might be too harsh on them but it definitely sure. they didn't build a live service team a separate group to work on that 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 basically was confirmed to me in the in the interview
0: i know what i was going to say now is uh, the interesting thing too that'll feed into this conversation down the road is you know and i don't want to get into the conversation about it but activision blizzard acquisition right so as after this game launches everything kind of goes as hoax explained in the past many times cleanly uh you know this will be technically under the xbox umbrella here uh post-launch uh i wonder how that will have any effect if at all around the future of this game and how it's supported um Nishay on uh Hogue's side Nishay jones uh shout out to you she's asking some questions around just the game in general and she says i like rpgs especially turn-based ones not much of a fan of mmos people aren't generally kind to folks that aren't good at the game mmos yeah so she was asking um if this game is an mmo and i said no not really it's kind of this weird mix where um you can play it solo you can play it in co-op and there are areas in the game where you will see other real players but the nice thing is um they're not going to negatively impact your experience and a lot of the core things like the dungeons or main quest progression that kind of stuff is all yours as you see fit as well. So, it's kind of this yeah, I, I wouldn't put it there. in
3: the MMO bucket. If if no. you're concerned about MMOs and people talking to you about not doing enough in your final fantasy 14 run or whatever, that's not this kind of game.
0: No. No. No, you'll be fine. Uh-huh. Uh and it's a very enjoyable game to play both solo or with friends. Um I've done both for ever since diablo was a thing um yeah it's you won't have that negativity surrounding you in this game
2: i love that mmos and and or just stress right you just
3: exactly i I want to get my rotation right and then yell at me if i don't you know you don't
2: I i think um diablo has always been one of those games that it's assumed that you you can do the end game solo um i don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case with diablo 4 and so i would say maybe it's putting one foot into the mmo pool because um it it dedicates a lot of its resources and so far we've already seen events that require you to interact with the community in some regard though you can do so passively world bosses for example are basically a required group activity you cannot beat those alone it's it's just impossible and so I have a feeling that this will be the first Diablo game where not all end game activities are completable by yourself. I don't know if that's a bad thing. It does mean that you probably will have to interact with people if you get super, super into the weeds of the end
0: game. But, but-, but be careful when you say interact with people, right? Because you don't have to talk to them. You don't have to engage with them. You just have to have other people smacking something with you, right? It's passive, for, as for you said. World
2: bosses. For world bosses, I, I think that might not be the case for all of the content, and we'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. But they've not announced anything that's, that's drastically different. You're thinking of
3: raids? I mean, so like Destiny-type stuff?
2: I'm thinking not raids, but I'm thinking something like that where you have to seek out a group or where it's much more practical to do it with a group. I think there will be LFGs for this game essentially we'll see They, they haven't defined it. It's just, that's the impression I get because they have put so much work into that landscape. And to its credit, like I said, in one of my reviews in progress during the beta is that like people will walk around and interact with you. It's not like you're walking past a bunch of, you know, ghosts, uh, like, some guy was slaying alongside me and then we emoted at each other and then i invited him to join my group and then we grouped up and then later he joined my clan and we kind of became buddies on xbox live and it was like all right this is this works like it makes you kind of organically get introduced to people unless you're a curmudgeon and and ignore it like uh, some of my IGN coworkers who talked about how they <laughs> didn't interact with anybody and didn't want to i think there's a lot of diablo players though who really like the solitary experience of Diablo
0: um, and I, I think you can still do that. You'll be able to do 98% of the game. That, that's my yourself. theory that, that that's my yeah. theory
2: and I, th- I think they might even shoot for 100% but we'll see. I think they've put so many resources into the multiplayer experience that I would be surprised if there was nothing that required you to have a group or find a group or something like that. So we'll see.
0: Yeah fair enough okay um the other thing i want to shout out though that i don't think there's anything hugely newsworthy here unless you guys uh want to call out something specifically was around nintendo's indie world showcase uh so they did that a twenty-minute. Sh-
3: do you like cats because nintendo does
0: <laughs> <laughs> lots of cats <laughs> so uh you know there's a 20 minute showcase nintendo did this week uh, all indie games coming to the switch platform um you know, and and if there's any games you guys want to call it specifically, please do. I, um, the I only really thing I like was... that,
3: whatever it is, Maneki Neko in the night market or whatever, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. it's like, a, it's like a cat crafting things and selling it in the market. It's like my kids are going to go crazy.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, so the look <laughs> at Dan, the <laughs> I'm going to help Dan out here and throw him a bone. So let's talk oxen free too. No. Uh um, oh, yes, let's, let's hit him
3: with some oxen free.
0: <laughs> so the the aspect of this I found interesting, which I know a lot of people did, is oxen free two. Lost signals coming. It's launching on every single platform, including Mac and Netflix. It's not coming to Xbox, and I well, think it's a
4: Netflix
3: company. I think is worth pointing out as far as everything yeah. goes here. We talked about it when it happened, but night dive, not night dive, night school got purchased by Netflix as part of their initiative to go more into gaming. And yep. a lot of people asked me about Xbox. And I said, well, look, I really do think Netflix and Game Pass are having a an actual battle. And yep. so Netflix is unlikely to support the makers of Game Pass into the future. And it's not really that unusual to me to look at that. People people compare it to, like, Final Fantasy and things like that. And it's like, no, it's not the same as Square Enix being weird.
4: Netflix <laughs> right. is
3: making a call here. Yeah, I, saying, I, I You I just know, just we're like not that. scared of Sony.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, that's where I was going to go uh, is because I saw your tweet about it, Hoag. And I was going to say that uh, I had a conversation about this last night in the other show I did around, you know, Netflix is going down the gaming route, as we know, right? They have a paid subscription model. Obviously, they have over, I looked last night, 230 million paid subscribers on Netflix uh, as of the first quarter, which is nuts to kind of think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, to Hoag's point, there is a path that crosses with game pass in the subscription gaming space and it shouldn't be overly surprising that netflix will do something like this but i just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that because i I did find that interesting of all things
1: but why why i guess is it going to be on ps plus i mean it's you're you're just 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 because microsoft owns game pass or has game pass they're not going to put their games on it even just to purchase
2: Like, yeah, I
3: I don't think they're going to support the maker of what they view as a legitimate competitor to their business model.
1: I get it. Yeah,
2: that's fine. I I mean, this is a
1: win for Xbox people, so I don't know why anybody's complaining about it. Just take it and enjoy it.
2: Shut up. Oxygen 3 is
1: excellent. (laughs) God
3: damn You are missing
1: out on nothing unless oxen I, free is excellent i expect to be very good play well. and, and yeah. terrible stories and you know teenagers that you know terrible, are story. Themselves. terrible story terrible story how much of
2: the how much of the story did you get like six oxen... hours
1: with what What were their names like ren and no one who has those names nobody has those names it's like free and, you know, is, is a good game it's not good
2: you know what else nobody has as a name no uh 47 47 Yes. Yeah.
1: nobody else is also a like bald assassin with a barcode on the back of their head. But so why
2: does it matter? Why does realism matter care. in this regard? Listen, when it comes
1: to I'm just telling you, it's you're gonna get you, you, you're winning Xbox. I don't even understand this. I don't understand the argument. Uh, we go just gotta go, let Dan go. go. You probably I have was Netflix. One of the so go better, on Netflix. One
3: of the you know. better evolutions of adventure games of the past ten years. Punch me in my face.
1: That's what
2: I. <laughs> I will. I will punch you in your face. Um, <laughs> is that a kink? All right. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I I'm, I'm not I so I did not see hoax tweet, but I kind of came to the same conclusion. I was like of course they're not putting it on cuz I, I think they view all the other platforms that they're putting this on as potential distribution partners. That's that's the angle, right? I, some of them possibly even acquisitions. I could see Netflix buying PlayStation Sunday, for example. Um, I, but uh, I, I I don't I don't think they have that same relationship with Microsoft. Microsoft is not for sale. Obviously, they couldn't afford them anyway. And it's uh, it's the, they have a lot of the stuff that puts them at odds with Netflix, whether it's their cloud ecosystem that uh, that that they own and control and also can use to serve up Game Pass and whatever other uh, services they want, including streaming services if they wanted to. Um, and then also, they're in the subscription space. It's a subscription war, and that's the business Netflix is in. Um, and I, I don't expect them to ever be allies or even friendly in that regard. Um, it's also worth noting that they probably don't need that platform to sell well. And uh, that is not true of some of the other platforms. I think if they didn't put it on PlayStation, it would be a lot harder to sell copies. But Xbox is an easy uh, platform to miss because look at all the successful businesses that don't sell their game on Xbox and do just fine. Um, uh, Xbox is not... What are they, seventh still? Seventh in the marketplace. So you can skip out on the seventh largest platform and not uh, not be kicking yourself about it. So
1: Didn't did after party come to Xbox?
2: Wasn't that Yeah. It, that was on Game Pass. Ah,
1: yeah. Go figure.
3: Yep. Night School wasn't owned by Netflix at the time. Ah, Bro. there you go. That yep.
1: makes sense.
4: Yeah, well. you
3: can see they updated the Night the Night School logo in that trailer proxy mm. free True it to it now says a Netflix studio. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go well just, dan just, will be there day one look for dan's yeah. review shortly after release
3: something else is going to come out make that him day. review oxen free too
2: <laughs> fair and unbiased. i, I
0: mean, don't think anybody in this world could force dan to review oxen free too no i think i think they i
2: think they could because the incentive on his side would be to just tank that metacritic i mean i <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm doing before yeah. i'm a no, bad review bomber that's my
1: that's my thing
2: you
3: know, as for that trailer, Oxenfree Two does look like it's doing some cool stuff in the adventure game space with the radio signals and things like that. So I think it is worth looking forward to, just not if you only own an Xbox. Yeah,
2: correct. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Well, it's uh, it's not Dan's game, but own it'll own definitely Xbox. have an audience. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I do hate uh, franchises that have one game on the platform and then you, because like I own Oxenfree One on Xbox, so now I have to figure out yeah it's frustrating like especially with some of the meta stuff that oxen free does like i wouldn't be surprised if there was some way it looked at your first save file if you have one available and did something weird with it because it kind of it's known for doing some of that weird uh metal gear solid-esque meta stuff with your with so yeah that that would suck for x for as a somebody who played it on xbox to uh not be able to be a part of that without having to replay oxen free so well, just
1: play your oxen free on your twitch folks yeah
2: nobody why'd
1: yeah. you want to replay it?
2: <laughs> um, okay, you don't like speak- the game. Man. Okay. Yes. Yeah, speak I don't know why stuff.
1: everybody's complaining about it. I mean, it's just like, oh, this is a win.
2: Because it's a, a game that they like and they yeah, want to well, play they, it. You
1: know, I can't count for taste for everybody. A lot, of, so. a lot of people think it's a strong game, Dan. <laughs> yeah,
3: those people <laughs> more, are, are wrong. More That's
0: people agree game.
2: with us than you. <laughs>
3: <the yeah>. Regional <laughs> minds can
0: differ. Okay, that's fair. Also, Reasonable. (laughs) Um, Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, because I see Googleman just put a comment. So uh, I I know I've mentioned this before, but just for channel supporters on both sides of the house here. Sadly, the channel supporter messages do not get pulled over to the software running the stream. So I can't put them up on the screen. So uh, it kind of makes them hard to kind of speak to. They're not like Super Chats where I can put them up or even normal comments where I can put them up on the screen. They don't come over. So just a heads up on that. Um, the other thing with Netflix I just want to mention, because it was big, kind of big news this week, is uh, Joseph Stoughton, of course, of Bungie and Halo and 343 frame. Uh, now over at Netflix, he announced that he got hired over there as a creative director on a new AAA, this is how he worded it, new AAA multi-platform IP that Netflix Game Studios is developing. So uh, that's all Top 10
2: the- enemy of betrayals.
0: Right <laughs> so we'll see what that looks like but obviously joe is you know for those who aren't aware of joe his a uh, lot of a uh, an incredible resume uh he also if you're not aware he actually wrote one of the halo books that was a new york times bestseller um he has a you know a big history with uh those studios and uh, a lot of experience in the gaming industry so uh, interesting to see you know i think as the time goes on here we'll be talking more about netflix's foray into the gaming space but uh we'll see what that looks like
2: sorry right, they don't call it games they call it interactive movies right that's what they uh they went with with um the, are Earth. you
0: getting serious Oh, I'm the, serious. The, uh,
2: they called it an interactive yeah. movie, and I was like, Bro, there's already a word for that. It's called Video Game. <laughs> uh,
0: what was that called? It started with like a Z Bob or Duke? something. There? I
2: don't remember. Yeah, some, something, some weird name. Oh, Bandersnatch. That? Thank you. That's I was it. close. I was, I was not that far off. I like uh, that well, reference.
0: First of all, I like. Baba Duke's a great horror movie separately, uh, but I like that I said it started with a Z. Well, I wasn't even close. Yeah, you
2: were not close at all. I was close. <laughs> right Babadook, there, very close. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I, hate Netflix's approach to video games, which they, at least so far, they viewed it as like almost an extension of movies, and they, they did that thing that like Uber did when Uber invented buses. Remember that they were Uber was like, oh, and now, yeah, yeah, this is real. Uber was like, oh, and now you can also take a pre decided route with a group of carpoolers. And I was like, that's a bus. like that, <laughs> you, just, you invented buses, bro. Like, that's not a new idea. And Netflix saying, oh, it's an interactive movie without completely oblivious to the fact that they just reinvented video games just pissed me off <laughs> so much uh, that I, I no longer uh, if, if, I, if there was ever any chance of me wanting Netflix to be a voice and a leader in the video game space, it went out the door pretty quickly. Uh, and and that I am now, you know, kind of rolling my eyes anytime I see Netflix getting into the gaming space until, <laughs> until further notice, until they prove to me that they deserve a seat at the table. That's
3: amusing okay. to me, Travis, because Vanderstanch is very aware that it's a video game. It's about video games. That's the subject
2: matter of the episode. I know, and that—that's kind yeah. of the ironic part of Netflix not understanding what they had on their. I product. think it's deliberately
3: ironic. It's I mean, like that,
2: yeah, that's how I mean, they marketed they, it,
3: right? Because they—they they don't want to confuse the audience into thinking that there's more direct control than there is, right? I mean, yeah, like I, you, pick, you pick which cereal the kid eats. It's not exactly a video game.
2: Yeah, the fact that they uh, labeled it one way to make it more palatable for their audience annoys me.
3: I think business I, I get is getting palatable get that for
2: their audience is generally speaking a good business move. I get that it's a good business move. It I can still be irritated that, you know, they're do you want to get in the gaming space or not? how do you market they're biding their time? How do you market Oxen Free Two as a movie? How can we do that? For business reasons. Let's just so, Oxen
3: Free Two will be an action adventure
2: game, but yeah, but can they market it as a movie? Is there a way to do that, Hogue? Let's let's get in a room as business people and find a way to speak to the lowest common denominator. And trick well, they're going to announce
3: Netflix Game, Game Pass at some point in the next few years. I mean, like, that's what they're aimed certainly. at.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But call or, it Gamefly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they call it Game Pass, honestly. That's got enough cachet that you call it Netflix Game Pass. You can say, come at me, bro, to Microsoft.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think Microsoft would sue them if they did that.
3: Call, call it Game Pass? I think they would They, they would lose. It's descriptive. I think, they, I, I think they
2: would lose, too, but I think they would sue them anyway.
3: <laughs> they are a big tech juggernaut. Yeah. Two, well, like two big, angry companies suing each other. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's well,
2: just how big companies show their love, though, Hoag.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, if you That's take 230 million subscribers or more in the future or less, who knows, uh, and just say here's an addendum to your subscription, right, Game Pass, you get your R Game Pass to play video games on Netflix, uh, Yeah, that yeah. could be real interesting.
2: Oh, it definitely could be interesting. I think uh, the thing that scares me is you know, the conversation around – xbox lowering the quality of games using a subscription service which is a narrative i generally don't agree with but if you want to talk about a company that's known for chugging out quantity over quality netflix i mean look no <laughs> further than netflix and i i I, I, think that, I think netflix could have a, that philosophy that they live by could have a real impact on game development and quality and so they scare me for multiple reasons it's it's sort of one it's, it's one of those things where like a company who doesn't really understand gaming breaking into it can sometimes do more damage to it, uh, which is the same problem I had with Google Stadia and Amazon Luna is like Amazon, I think, understands gaming a little bit more. But like, you know, you could see Google coming in with their worldview and their philosophy and just like running just rampant and, and messing things up in a way. Uh, and I think stuff like that, I'm generally not opposed to to change and that sort of thing. But it does give me pause when I see uh, people kind of like trying to shoehorn their way into an industry without understanding it first.
0: Well, I I spoke at length last night on the show I did about about that, Travis, and I agree with you because if you look at Netflix's track record, one of the biggest things they have a reputation for now, right, is starting something and just saying this didn't hit what we expected to hit and pulling out and being done with it. And if there's one industry where that's very dangerous, right, is gaming. Uh, Gaming—we've seen big companies come in and think they can just throw their money around and and be successful, and it doesn't. That's not how the gaming industry works. And I I'd be curious from a net from Netflix's perspective, and I'm curious to see how this evolves over the next few years. They're talking about A multi-platform IPs. Those are huge, tremendous investments of both talent and money, and that's- getting those to not only out the door, but then also being a financial and commercial success or it's two different things yeah you can have all the best intentions you want so i could very easily see netflix going down this route dumping hundreds of millions if not billions into this over years and then saying this isn't hitting our this isn't giving us the return we expected and just being done with it the other
2: the other thing is sorry hook you go first i said enough
3: all i was gonna say is i wouldn't assume anybody's actually going to be able to get a triple a game out i think it's a miracle every time
2: and if, right, if, didn't if didn't, didn't Google try? Now. Didn't Google try and fail before Stadia even launched to have their own AAA development studios? Wasn't that their
0: play? Yes, as well? kind of. And, I, then, I and then they Google doubled ever. down. They built more and still failed. I don't
3: think Google ever really had a great idea as to their business model or what they were seeking to achieve. I'm not saying Netflix does. I'm just saying, yeah, when they when they get Joe Staten in there, when they're talking about a AAA game, I'm not as interested in that until it's actually in my hands because I just don't think it's very likely. But yeah, if they want to keep buying up the night schools of the world, I think that could be something they could actually sell. I mean, what do I love about Game Pass? I've talked about this a number of times, but the, the ability to play indie games that you just can't really fully tell the quality of using a subscription model is just a really good feature. AAA, I assume, is going to be at least flashy or fun in some way that I'm used to. It might not be breaking the mold, but if you put that much resources into a game, Generally speaking, I'm going to have a certain amount of fun. Indies are a lot different than that. And I know Dan is already just thinking the word indie in his head <laughs> as I say it. But Night School made a good adventure game, made a couple of them. It's a good way to go in terms of direction. If I'm Netflix, I'm trying to see what exactly Concerned Ape wants as a check to bring in Haunted Chocolatier and New Stardew Valley only on Netflix. I mean, like that, those are the kinds of things I'm aimed at with my money. Rather than trying to make yeah. a triple A game. So, even the announcement, it gives me pause because it's like, no, that's not the way to win.
2: Exactly. Yeah, to me to me uh, H- Hoga's right like this should be the platform where they experiment and they work on smaller projects because that's also more in line with Netflix's model. Like Netflix the reason they're known for quantity over quality is because it's easy to make a rom-com. You know, you get two actors that are kind of cute and you write a vague script <laughs> about how they want to have sex but they can't yet. And then, you know, you 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 shoot it you shoot it in two weekends and then you the rest of it is is kind of post. You can get content up quickly. Video games require years of work, hundreds of people working on them to do it right. Even if it's an indie game, it's years of work with small team, but the small team has to be at it for a long time. And Netflix has not shown a propensity for long-term commitments of their products. So right. their projects, they they are very much a, a tech industry type of mentality, which, you know, Google is uh, fail fast and make mistakes once. That's the, that's their, they're not afraid to kill things quickly because they, that's, that's their culture right that's how they do things and that's very common uh, in my part of the world in San Francisco um, and and yeah I, I think I think that doesn't really match well with creatives creatives don't want to work on uh, a small project in a couple weekends that maybe is not very good because they're creative and they're the reason they're in the industry is because they want to make works of art that stand the test of time and change the industry and have an impact on people's lives and that doesn't really work when it takes years to make your game. And, and Netflix is hoping to pump things out really quickly. So it, there's a lot of open questions here. I don't have a ton of confidence in Netflix's long-term success, but I think if they are successful, it's going to take a really, really long time. Yeah. And I wouldn't name it A, but I will
3: say this in defense of Netflix. And, and with one side of my mouth, I will say most of what they make is crap. But on the other side, I will say Netflix is also kind of the place where fantasy and sci-fi lives in a certain respect now. Like they have taken flyers on show ideas that I don't think ever would have worked in different contexts. And they've made Shadow and Bone and Warrior None and all these various things. Now, are they cutting them off too early? Yes, I think they are driven by their analytics more than they should be there. There should be a little bit of a gray buffer area for finishing stories that they aren't allowing right now. But in terms of what they could aim their gaming design studios at is that same kind of tween slightly Fair better middle. than cw yeah. sci-fi fantasy vibe the worst
2: yeah they could fund a lot of projects that would never like i think the way they would be successful how quickly is if they funded the projects that would never get a green light in our current marketplace like it but if they're trying to compete directly by creating like products i think they're going to get their ass is handed to them and I, I i think that they should be green lighting stuff where like oh that is kind of too big of a project for game pass but it's you know an indie game that maybe people wouldn't have had attention on it would have been like a steam green light game and if you can get some of those working on netflix then i think you've got a compelling uh, a compelling uh, proposition to players on your hand uh, well, i think they're still
3: buying their time because i think there's a product there that they want to sell that they're just kind of tacking on to netflix right now Yep. So I think they're they're still waiting for what they want to do as their big announcement.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hopefully a, they're making like an oxen King. free oxen free MMO, Dan. Yeah. You know, I was thinking Tiger King,
1: Zoo Simulator slash RPG. I mean, like you know, use some of what you got. You know, I mean, you, you guys say God, this stuff kidding. like like it's all this. It, it's so it's such like garbage <laughs> stuff. But you know what's always number one? It's those Netflix originals. That's like the people are watching like the night agent that is garbage. It is straight garbage, right? But it's, it was number one for like three weeks.
0: It is the, the most like
3: nondescript high. lead actor I've ever seen in my life. It,
1: it's so bad.
2: It's, but it's, it's the difference great. between bad, it. a bad show or a bad movie and uh, a bad video game is uh, to watch a bad show. You can have it on the background while you're, you know, cooking dinner or, or, you know, running on a treadmill, video games require you to participate in the badness. And therefore I would rather watch very many bad movies than to play one bad video game. Cause playing a bad video game, you feel like it's your fault that it's bad. You know what I mean? Like it is not a fun oh, no. to participate never, in the no. badness is really bad. <laughs>
1: bad. I've never felt that way once.
2: <laughs> you really, you like, haven't you never played no. a video game and been like wow i'm partially responsible for this being terrible no. because i am part of it it's maybe like bought it's, it, it's, it's like a yeah. no it's like if somebody wrote like a badge stage play and we're like and you're gonna play the main character and then you're on stage in front of the audience and you're like uh, i don't want to be here i feel like i'm i'm <laughs> you know part of the reason people are not enjoying themselves it's just a very odd uh, i like a
3: lot of people in the chat defending night agent by the way i, I i've yeah, watched night,
2: is
3: night <laughs> agent night, like, come is on, fine.
2: Guys. night come agent on. is
1: fine it's not no, offensive it's not. or anything no it's not like just, a, from like that f- i don't even know what that means what is offensive like like it's offensively it's, bad you know no, mandalorian no, bad. maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> like that. Offensively <laughs> not. I, th- I thought well, i thought you were going like it's offensive to like you know like like politically offensive that's what i thought you meant okay so like, that is never what i mean dan yeah, Well, it might be. It's just bad.
2: It's terrible. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. are offens- bad, that's what it should mean. But Oof, Hogue gloves" is hyperbole. A middling show is is a dumpster fire in his book. That's just how he rolls. It's like an No, Night Agent
3: is a middling show. I don't understand what we're doing now, Travis. Mandalorian is not at the Night Agent level. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> I haven't watched either. I just find you guys fascinating. Uh, listening it's to this just, conversation, like it you've makes never me laugh.
2: Actually, seen a, a bad thing. I, I don't. You, so I bad. don't know. I don't understand you.
3: I just said I watch Netflix. I've seen a lot of bad things.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would think you know better.
3: I watch like a show. I mean, that's oh my bad. gosh! Mandalorian Baked. season three was awful. It okay. was like gas was poured into the writers' room, and they couldn't come up with English sentences anymore. <laughs> What are we talking about? Mandalorian? <laughs>
0: Mandalorian.
3: Well, they had the misfortune of running against Picard season 3, which was vastly better, but we'll leave that aside for a different podcast. Now, was was Picard season 3 better because the Mandalorian was garbage this season? Probably. I mean, anytime you're watching two things at the same time, it can right. be helped by one being garbage and the other not.
0: You know what was awesome? This week's Ted Lasso. It was awesome. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, That's it good. It's an over oh, an hour long. Excellent episode. I
2: miss when people had moderated opinions. Those were the days. <laughs> That's
3: what I'm known for. Only hyperbolic opinions. That's
2: what I know you for. This is why he's a
0: radical YouTuber, you know?
2: He yeah. is. He's a radical YouTuber, one hundred percent.
0: Let's uh let's <laughs> knock out, work out these in the last
3: goat pen on Dead Allen two.
0: <laughs> there you go. Let's knock out these last uh, few super chats here.
1: All right, Siddhartha so back again with the eleven hundred Indian rupees. Am I saying that right? Yes. Here's the question: Is making a video game inherently more risky than passive media if the focus is storytelling? Playtale Requiem made me think. I almost dropped it because of uh, because gameplay sections were kind of passable. I love the overall narrative execution.
0: It's a good question. I
1: think I think there's a quadrant of gamer that doesn't care about narrative
3: and or thinks that gaming is only about the interaction in gaming being quote unquote fun. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that that can be risky insofar as that audience really isn't available to you if you're making a narrative focused video game, but I would much rather see a hundred plague tale requiems than things with the tightest 60 frames per second shooting. And so it's not more risky for me, but there might not be a lot of me's out there. I don't know.
2: I think there are. And I, I think, uh, so I, I think when he says, is it inherently more risky? I think it's more risky in some ways and less risky in others, because in, in one way, uh, yeah, if you if you don't get one of those two things right, you could lose a substantial amount of your audience. But on the other way, uh, in movies or TV show, you only really have one way to succeed. You have to make entertaining content. And uh, in a video game, even if you fail at telling a compelling story, if your gameplay is good enough, people won't care, right? And they'll just play it anyway. And then you can also succeed by making the game... Uh, the If the gameplay is lacking but the story is good Then, then a different group of people will play so i think you have more ways to succeed in the video, video game space but you also have more ways to fail and so i think that provides I like the a, there yeah i, I think it, it provides additional risks but also additional ways to succeed and i think uh that's a trade-off that's kind of interesting but i don't know if it's more or less risky i think there's pros and cons
3: well and i see the word uh, risky in a question like this and i see cost right so i mean the certainly one thing more costly it, yeah yeah you're talking about an double a or triple a game experience it's going to be more expensive than most of the things you can put on passively on a tv screen if you're talking about an indie game obviously that's less risky so the cost of the experience is going to also determine your risk level yep yep
0: yeah i think travis said well i was going to basically say the same i think there's there's more inherent risk in a way but there's also more ways to uh to benefit uh depending on your execution so well i mean we've seen plenty of examples of where a really non-gameplay focused game experience have been successful. In fact, uh, Hogue has preached about immortality near endlessly on this show and the quality of it. Um, and I wouldn't, it's not known for gameplay, right? Yeah, um, the it's
2: is it, basically it, non-existent, but yeah, it, it's an interactive like experience. Survivor, which are just gameplay, essentially. Pure right? gameplay.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I agree with, with the way Travis phrased it. I think it phrased well. So, Good good question, uh, Siddharth. And thank you. Uh, Mariana Pompa in the house.
1: $5 Pompa. Travis, have <laughs> you checked out the new super duper update for Grounded? Also, everyone, hit that like button on both channels. You guys are the best. Fantastic. Thanks, thank you, sir.
2: I know uh, I thank, to- you. thank you for the comments. I cannot speak on Grounded right now, but uh, oh, I'm okay. glad to see you still playing it. One of many.
0: Speak on the thing that's released, not future content. They did that super duper. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna play it safe and not talk about grounded. At all. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't so seen I'm quite sure not. what the status of grounded is for the rest uh, of us. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's a non-descript answer to your super chat. But thank you, Bob.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Mariano. I love you, but will we'll, <laughs> t- ask me later.
0: Uh, <laughs> shoosh back again.
1: Ah, shoosh, going crazy. Excuse me. Uh, looking at Diablo Four progress, it is nice to finally see a healthy product.
0: <laughs> yeah. Confidence
1: from Dr Pepper, confidence from both devs and players.
0: No doubt, yes, like like we said, yeah. they I, the, the positivity surrounding Diablo Four right now is through the roof. And as I've already stated, this game's gonna it's gonna crush it, one hundred percent. So, Shush, thank you very much. And then shout out to Jeremy Morton as well. Who uh gifted five memberships over on season gaming side. Thank you very much, nice. brother. Appreciate it. Um, all we're right, boys. I time. say it again. We're missing
2: some. We got a uh missing somewhat super chats. I don't there think we did. I just went through, yeah. The Halo panel, sardanisms gave me a story.
0: No 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 those are those are what I talked about those are the member oh, comments the ones that I can't, you can't see gotcha. I can't pull them up yeah sorry about that mm. so it's just I don't know if that's a problem with StreamYard or or what but um, yeah apologies I can't pull this up Yeah um, <clears throat> all right I think that's going to wrap us up boys and we cool. joke again about being a 3 hour show we're at 2 hours and 20 minutes as it is Ugh. um Ho, fantastic to have you with us for the entire show again this week man it's feeling feeling mostly normal again which is awesome. I'm getting um, there. I know that uh you continue with your progress of your series uh episode 3 and this week on the 25th. So two days, I guess Tuesday, right, you're going to premiere a conversation with your physical therapist. Yes,
3: yeah, so I've been doing the interviews behind the scenes uh as people would probably suspect. So I'm I'm through a couple of those interviews. I'm I've got one video ready and slated for Tuesday. I have to look at the timing for the other videos and then part four before we do a fundraiser for my hospitals on Saturday, May 6th, which we're really excited about. But yes, we have a conversation with my physical therapist up, and I'll probably get a placeholder for my conversation with my occupational therapist in a little bit. And yes, I do have them talk a little bit about what the differences are between the various therapies. And then I have an interview with my speech language pathologist that I haven't done yet, but I'll be up after that as well. So I'm really yeah. looking
0: forward to that one, honestly. I find that fascinating. I really do.
3: She's great. All my therapists are fantastic. So we're going to have that conversation. We're going to talk about speech and cognition with her. Uh, and those will all go up, I think, at some point in this coming business week. And then okay. there'll be part four about outpatient and aftermath and what I'm dealing with and doctor's appointments and all those kinds of things. The coming week, and then on that Saturday, we'll have the fundraiser. So Couple more weeks of stroke videos, uh, and then we'll try to get back into normal business of doing law and tech videos because there's still stuff happening with Microsoft and Activision and things like that as they
0: auger into a finale. And Lawyers and Dragons back on May what's it twelfth, not twelfth. May
3: question mark, question mark, I believe is our current okay. for lawyers and dragons. <laughs> question mark, question mark. But
0: not, okay. not May, the twelfth. No, no, May twelfth is um tears of the kingdom i don't know why that jumped in my head um but coming yes, so back soon
2: or server slam which good luck to them on that one server thing. slam is
3: <laughs> the same choice. day as tears of the kingdom that's yes, it, yes, is. It, is. 12 yes 14.
2: it is bizarre bizarre choice but you
0: know. it's all right diablo takes precedence um <laughs> but oh thank you uh, uh travis cool. what you got
2: um, okay. First Sardinism wants me to guess her, uh, story. So I'm going to scroll up and look for it. Um, okay. So it's a mouse, a city. Aha. Okay. Um, uh, I didn't have parents and grew up in a library. So this is definitely the book, uh, the city mouse and the country mouse a children's book that I have read. Um, got it, got it in one. That was easy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, no idea. What's happening here? What I, I'm confident in my answer on that one. I, I that we one can't I can't judge got. you.
3: We don't have the
2: emojis, so
3: yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a mouse, a cityscape, a light bulb, and then some trees. And so I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with brave little toaster. <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong. Term. Um, I like it. yeah. Uh, so uh, this week I've got wait, nope. But I like the guess. What really? Come on, I got that one. All right, fine. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So uh, this week I've got the uh, Dead Island Two review, Diablo Four interview is up. Um, I'm writing some other stuff. How much can I talk about? Uh, I'm not working on a review <laughs> right now, so I, I, uh, I'm working on some other stuff. But uh, um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at TyguyTravis, travis. And I don't, I don't have a ton of stuff to promote this week, except that's oh, fine. It's, it's already fun. publicly available.
0: Yeah, Scott. so I want to talk about. Java
3: asked a question about hangouts and headlines and when it can come back. And I, I will say this. I'm pretty close to being able to do live streams on my channel pretty soon, but I can't really bring back hangouts and headlines, which was my morning show for those that don't know until I'm done with rehab because rehab just bounces all over the days and different times a day and different days of the week. And so I just can't set up anything on a regular schedule until we get through that. And I'm at least doing rehab through the end of May. And I would guess the end of June. So it'll be a little bit. I'm sorry about that.
0: No, it's a good update, though. Um, really looking forward to the show on May 6th. Hope that's a big turnout. I hope everyone listening to us here, of course, turns out. And make sure you share that out as well. Um, on the season gaming side, uh, I had a few people reach out this week about Uh I had an absolutely ridiculous week uh, in my career work and some other things going on. I was on two shows yesterday, so I couldn't find a time to stream it. I will be back this week, though. We'll do stream number three. We'll get back to pumpkin patch in it. And uh, we'll see where that takes us next. Uh, by the way, and...
2: my my fiance is fascinated by your streams of, um, of <laughs> Romance Sylvania because she is the foremost preeminent expert on all things dating sim. And you know so little about dating sims mm-hmm. that it's sort of a uh, a case study for her on like she's studying a different <laughs> civilization. She's like. You know, when you started getting gifts and you didn't know what to do with them and she was like, oh, my God, he doesn't even know, like, this really, like, common mechanic about data (laughs) centers where you get a bunch of gifts and you have to figure out which one matches the person and that sort of stuff. So um, she is in the Stardew Valley. Yeah, Yeah. she's very much enjoying your uh, your, um, you know insane kind of different gamer perspective on this on this series and it's been okay i'll let you see it so. okay
0: yeah I, people have had a good time with it uh which is why i keep doing it because the game itself is oof it's nothing to write home about but it, we are having fun with it regardless um so i'll be back on that and then uh of course we've got uh not only jedi survivor uh, coming this week which we'll talk about next week I'm sure that's going to be a big one for us to discuss cuz I think all four of us will be playing it um but also there's a, a little indie game um that I'm very interested in that looks fantastic called The Last Case of Benedict Fox which yeah. comes out this week uh I might be reviewing that I don't want I obviously don't want to talk about anything right that's now game but House, um, right? it is launching on Game Pass the end of this week as well actually Thursday the day before Jedi um so we'll talk about that next week as well but stay tuned I may have more on that um, next week i can beat it in
2: one day because once jedi comes out
0: uh... (laughs) yeah yeah so um but anyway thank you chat you're awesome as always thank you for supporting both channels all the same spiel we give here you know uh supporting both channels clicking that like on both sides and just generally helping us we hope uh you had a good sunday with us audio listeners thank you as always we saw a huge uptick in audio listeners like a week and a half ago uh for the past couple weeks i should say uh which is cool so, um, you know, thank you for that as well. If you do enjoy us on the audio side, please, like you do, the same equivalent to likes on YouTube, please uh, leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever you watch. It definitely helps a lot with the algorithm there. So we would appreciate that. But otherwise, hope everyone has a fantastic week. We will see you next Sunday, of course. And uh, thank you, as always, for hanging out with us. Until next week.